Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Uh, tonight, guys, we're gonna pay homage. Tonight is the night we talk about the Survivor Series, one of the big four big event for the fall but we're also taking a moment to discuss one of the greatest careers in professional wrestling history we're gonna fight we're gonna debate but it's all with love here on Orsini's Uncensored Mind as we talk about The Undertaker Welcome to our series, Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Ocini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy, the main man, the guy's old brother from another month, is your host of our series, Uncensored Mind. I am AJ Ocini. Lower this the fuck down. And I'm hyped. I'm very, very, very excited, guys. Because tonight, we're going to talk about the Survivor Series, and I am not alone. I am here with guests tonight. I am not alone. I have my usual co-host, the brother from exactly the same mother. It's the same one for forever. I think over 30 years now between the two of us. Has not changed yet. Very consistent. Save mother. I'm here with brother Dave. I am, of course, joined by the founder of To Be Seen, one of the absolute most consistent guests on this show who is still muted despite his shocked face. Uh, <laughs> I like to mute, mute yes. it, mute it. He's <laughs> muted here. You guys, are, if you're familiar with the show, you're familiar with Joe Pombo's voice here, the founder of ToBeSeen.com. And of course, if there's one person who's been on this show either equal to or possibly more than, it is the wizard to my eyes. I always refer to this man, the ruler and dominator of the Hive Mind Radio Network, the owner of the brand new home himself, Stephen James. Stephen, welcome back to Orsini's Uncensored Mind. Oh man, it's great to be back. Word. And I see, I love the shameless plug. A man after my own heart. You got the t-shirt in the, the back, the t-shirt on the your chest, oh, one of the guests down. wearing it. Look at it. <laughs> one of the guests wearing it. fighting. Buy that merch. That's right. Buy I was merch. the merch a whole lot better. It's going to look, when people scroll through Facebook, they're going to think I just hung my laundry up behind my camera feed. Hold on a second. <laughs> He's drying his clothes. Let me fix the feed. We're going to bring all the shirts front and center later on here in the program, but I just want to let everybody know that, uh, especially with the Hive Mind Radio shirt, I bought the brown in particular. I always feel like I'm the shit anyway, so why not go ahead <laughs> and that promote that. I was going to wear there. my Orsini's Uncensored Mind shirt, but I mm. figured I didn't want to be that guy who wore it the same as Pombo because I knew he was going to do it. 100% I, I knew Joe. Was gonna do it. Start the right. I'm starting to believe. Could have been that twinning, he, man. He he wore. <laughs> Start to believe it's the only reason he bought it. 
was so that he can continuously wear it on the shows. No, no, <laughs> actually, it's a nice color, royal blue, one of That's my it. favorite blues. At yes, least sir. three of the four it people in this room have an Orsini's eyes, Uncensored so. mind. <laughs> it really brings out his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was so a, it was an absolute he, must for the wardrobe. He missed it. At least three of the four people in this room are, uh, own an Orsini's Uncensored mind t-shirt, but <laughs> I, I digress. So, <laughs> oh, so we're here to talk fired. about... <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about the uh, no he's a host now so he can't buy it now i have to send it to him now oh <laughs> he's on the payroll now mm. but uh <laughs> privileges so we're here to talk about the survivor series for those of you who are tuning in the numbers are looking great right now i put on the facebook page uh actually on all my social media i put it on the twitter i put it on, on my instagram as well there's a bracket the WWE put out a bracket. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, folks, I did not make the bracket. I did not seed it. We're only talking about the way that it was formatted. We're going to break it down like that. Uh, my brother is going to actually host that section of the show. That's in the second hour. We're going to be discussing the Undertaker's bracket. But the reason why I'm bringing it up early is so that you who are listening or you who are viewing, if you would like to partake in this debate, if you if you don't want to just listen to us banter back and forth as witty as we may be, you want to chime in on the conversation, you want to fight, you want to make your argument heard, the bracket is yours to access. It's on my social media. You can check that out right now. You can get your copy of the bracket so you know where we are and you know what we're talking about. You're up to date. We're going to break this down NCAA style or whatever way he's concocted in his head because his co-host over here got mad with power. So now he's going to run this shit uh, later, later on in the show. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys the heads up on that. The bracket is on the social media. You guys can access it anytime you want. That's pretty much the second hour of this show. That's his handwritten version there. It looks like Edge's belt that he made that one time. <laughs> it, it, he, he, that's his version of it. I uh, am a tech uh, uh, nerd. I could not help but augment the tournament they had. That's how I, I literally typed in my answers to the thing so it looks all pretty in purple. So we're going to discuss that in the second hour. Uh, we're going to discuss this year's Survivor Series in the first hour. But before we get into Survivor Series, since we have so many people paying attention here, real quick, I just wanted to run it down. This Tuesday, Pro Wrestling Tees is having the Black Friday sale. You're going to get a nice chunk of change off of that beautiful, that beautiful shirt that Pombo down there. Are we Brady Bunched in Facebook? Can I point that way and he's there? <laughs> it works. Uh, and I got it behind me here. You guys can catch the percentage off Black Friday code. I'm going to have all those... Uh, pictures up for you guys so you guys know exactly where to go that's going to be on the social media as soon as this is over uh that's going to be happening uh real quick i wanted to talk to steven uh you've got the shirt here i have it here the hive mind radio shirt you've got a twitch tell them about the twitch real quick uh twitch.tv slash hm radio every monday wednesday and friday the biggest national tragedy since 9 11 from 9 to 11 there you go. wow that is a catchphrase <laughs> that, that deserves to be I'm on every shirt <laughs> i was on this got me on the pitch i'm ready to go <laughs> i'm not always a guest on the show but i am a, 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 an avid listener i try to chime in as many times as i can there's uh, uh your show runs simultaneous with my virtual job <laughs> so I'm like I'm <laughs> typing to Stephen James's show, but I'm also educating young ones. Like I have to like. Oh, that's horrible, mix. It's like oh, <laughs> these are what action mix. verbs are, and then I go to the back, the other side, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. And it's like it's a, it's a very nice, especially at night in the morning. You guys got to give me credit to be able to balance For the sure. two worlds. Uh, that's pretty interesting. There, Pombo, founder yes, of 
tobeseen.com. You get you got everything under the sun. You guys got video editing down. You guys got comic conversation down. I've yep. had you and Brandon on the show before. Uh, yep. Where can they catch your information in your show? You can go to tobeseen.com. That is the number two for two. B E like to be seen as in movie scene. So S C E N E movie scene to be seen and then the dot com. Make it sweet, end it well, and let's have some fun. See, he because came up with only... that. Oh, I'll cut a... oh, oh my damn, god, I'm disrespecting the, the, this. Still pitch. going. The pitch, oh, let's start, let's start, from the, start from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that pitch was still going. Jeez, <laughs> I okay. had the long pitch. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Hey, oh, that's Amy. a penis joke. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I've had Amy in the house. She confirms. Go ahead. <laughs> it's better than the murder joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so continue uh, with your yeah, long scene uh, uh, pitch. So we just launched the. Um, oh, he's not pitching. He's bragging. Uh, we there have that is. going, and we have the returning Joe Lopez for three and ninety coming soon. So he does three movie reviews in ninety seconds. You can oh, get damn. your movie reviews while you wait for the download and. If he says it's shit, skip the download and watch something else. <laughs> it's a good thing Siskel and Ebert are not alive. 90 seconds, you'd put him out of business. Yep. And we have a brand new outlet that we must promote. I'm Brady Ooh. Bunching now, so this side. Brand new YouTube channel from this guy over here, Deceive Dave. Mm. He's going to be doing, is it down? Is that where we're on it, Facebook? Is it it down depends on, on how you got it oh, set up. Oh, I see it. It's like this way too. Okay. <laughs> well, Dave. Is doing Deceive Dave on YouTube, right? You want to tell them about Deceive Dave? What's going on on that channel? I mean, not too much right now. No, you literally just it. started. Got some it, stuff right. coming out. <laughs> I'm trying to get people to keep the ear out. It's Listen, a project of construction. Just, just as he says, Deceive Dave, uh, one D at the end, and uh, you can look it up on YouTube. Should have some stuff coming out tomorrow, every week. Friday or Saturday is usually when I'm going to try to post. So you can keep yeah. your eyes open for that if you're interested in gaming or anything like that. Yeah, we just ran a huge uh, episode last week, the biggest episode I've ever done. We ran through Netflix's high score last week. Uh, all six episodes broke down the history, all kinds of cool shit revolving around video games. You guys can check that out on the webpage, ajoum.podbean.com. Dot com. See how small my pitch is, but I still have a kid. Yeah, I'm getting so there. That I'm getting works. There. Listen, it's efficient. <laughs> Don't judge him. That's that's it's hashtag efficiency. It's about <laughs> exactly my, I like efficiency. Talk, my ocean, my motion of the ocean thing. Everything worked out well. Look, she's right here. She can vouch. Because for the next eighteen years, <laughs> you're gonna need to conserve reference. that energy. She can, she can yeah. refer. I, she's a reference for my penis. Confirmed so, sex haver. Concern. She's looking at me right now like, what the fuck are you talking Confirmed. about on that show? Yeah, there's a bunch of people watching on live, too. So you're my penis reference. So speaking of penis, hey, yo. Uh, <laughs> let's, talk service. About, let's talk about Survivor Series because there's going to be a lot of dickheads like myself who are going to watch this shit regardless of uh, what they keep telling me is going to be on this show. Now, I am a glass half full guy. <laughs> that other guy is the half empty guy. But I'm the glass half full guy, and I'm going to try to spin some positivity out of all this. And, of course, this Sunday live on the WWE Network, one of the big four, the one pay-per-view every year that I'm being told will not be back next year, but always <laughs> seems to come back the following year. Uh, Facts. 
I was told in 2011 when we went to the garden, hey guys, enjoy it. It's the last one. And I remember going to babysit because you wanted to go see the last that's one. That's it, the last one. Here we are. Yeah, that's it. Watching more. Listen, <laughs> you you sound like you were bamboozled. I've been, I was just as bamboozled <laughs> as you were. I bought a ticket to that motherfucker. That's it, man. That's how they get you. You're <laughs> just a puppet in their game. That's it. And here we are in 2020. Now, this particular pay per view. The last is, one is is, is, is swear to God, this is it. It's over. Uh, does not have the steam, as they say, mm. as the previous one. We'll go no further than just last year. Uh, 2019 was a very hyped, very much talked about pay-per-view because we didn't have two brands fighting it out. We had two and a possible, as they say, in, in spades. Uh, NXT happened to be a brand around that November time last year, and then immediately turned back into a developmental uh, right <laughs> after the fact. Uh, Thank we, you for your cervix. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I would like to ask the obvious question, uh, and I'll go around the room, but uh, and I'll give my answer as well. Why, in your opinion, and James will start with you, why, in your opinion, was NXT not involved in this Survivor Series pay-per-view? I think they're trying to save their energy. I, I think they're trying to not overexpose it. Uh, I think that they're trying to keep NXT. They're they're doing something where they're trying to keep NXT as niche as possible and not associate it with the Raw and SmackDown brands for this reason. Because when AEW beats NXT in the ratings, they're beating their third brand, their least important brand that isn't associated with the main stuff. So it's psychological warfare. That's the way I see it. Pombo, is NXT needed for, nah. for this particular show this Sunday? No, it's all good. I mean, Wifey would love to see Finn Balor back in. I don't just, know if you'd uh, see him, broken jaw and all. Yeah, I know. She just but, wants to see him in them white tights. Yeah, she I just think that's to, what it is. She just that's wants to see is. Finn Balor. That's yeah, funny. yeah, just to show up. Just be there. You don't even got to wrestle. Just, stand <laughs> just, just, just show up. Just look pretty, bud. Got to be yeah. oiled at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you you have you are just now over the course of the last month or so, now that you've been a part of this show, really jumping into today's product, really jumping. You you missed last year's shindig with the three brands here. Is that missed, something? Missed. Is that something that you feel that you're kind of being gypped on on this? Is like, damn, I would have loved to have seen. Like for instance, like we were talking about it on the show, you and I, the possibility of McIntyre, Reigns, and Balor, you know, or or Oscar. Yeah, but that's about but, it, though. Yeah, Oscar. I did. It's I, not enough. I was enough. interested in Oscar, uh, Sasha, Io. I wasn't. I was interested. Yes, that would be good. That's. It's the problem. It's just NXT's. There's not enough to involve them, in my opinion. I've been watching a lot of it lately, and to be honest with you, with all the wrestling I've been watching, it's definitely by far the weakest of all of it. So I don't know. Well, I don't think just. Link. I just don't think there's enough to integrate it with it. Because they're just fine with what they got, and it's too much risk to there's mess not up the enough, average. There's just not enough talent that's over. Exactly. Period. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. enough. I look at the NXT squads from last year that they had. What was that? Riddle, Lee, Walter. It was just dripping. <laughs> yeah. They had so much yeah. talent. Cole wasn't involved. They just made it a regular ass NXT title match. Cause, oh, because <laughs> Cole and and, and uh, Pete Dunne will just tear it up. That's it. 
I swear so, to God, if I if I see Gargano every time I turn on NXT, I'm I'm about done with it. I'm so sick. You're of already that. done with Gargano when you just. Dude, I can't stand him. He, oh, you you don't like the the drool face that he always does? Oh he's selling? my God! You know what really pissed me off the other night when what he grinds was your gears. About, when he was talking about the wheel, as in the Wheel of Fortune, but decided to sing the I Love Lucy song. I'm fucking <laughs> done. I was absolutely, though, I did ask pause. I'm like, because I was watching my buddy. I'm like, Oof. is it that I love Lucy? I went, I YouTubed it and everything. <laughs> it's me off. Wow. Well, at least, at least they make you do your research, right? Oh, my God, dude. I can't stand that guy. His wife, however, is amazing. She's really good. Ah, but equally droll. Like, you have to really be into Candace to, uh, to really she's get better, she's man. not she's not able to play into her skill set which was independent and sorry intergender wrestling that was kind of the gimmick that she worked that got her the notoriety and uh they're not really going in that direction so i think she's still trying to find her footing what's yeah. up ma i just saw she entered the room she did i was actually gonna go to that here and my pastor what's up pastor <laughs> <laughs> what? sorry, sorry for advance. the language sir <laughs> i was gonna say sorry in advance yeah I, I I started off with a dick joke, so I apologize, but I can assure you it will only get worse from here. It, it was about a man named Richard, we swear. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to repent this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> On Old First Church Newark. Uh, Paul, Paul Green, my main man Paul Green, always in the chat here, says this card looks boring, except for two matches. He's excited for the tag team uh, champion champions match. And uh, that Roman Drew match, rest of the card, he's not really that into, and that's being. You nice. can throw the five on fives out in the trash. You know how yeah. I feel about multi man yeah. matches. It's just <laughs> gonna be boring. The uh, oh oh, Whiplash is in the room. Shit is gonna be doo doo. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably will be. Like I said, we're gonna try to spin this. Uh, Virginia Pombo, there you go. Good evening. There you go, Mrs. Pombo. Am I the only one excited about this? No, you're not. I, I'm okay. excited as well. That's why I'm having this show. But I'm being realistic about it. To really, I mean, the buildup for a lot of these matches, I can. I, this is one of those shows where I'm just like, I can, I get it. When people were like, "Oh, I'm not gonna watch that shit," or whatever. Yeah. I, I get it. For this one, I do. I, 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 I've had my issues with these pay per views in the past. Uh, feel free, guys, to go ahead and continue chatting, and we're going to get into this now. Before we get into this uh, first match we're going to talk about here from Survivor Series, I'm going to go ahead and just rip the Band-Aid off. Like my brother just said, let's just get these shits out of the way. Uh, I was thinking of positive things to say uh, about these two. I, I'm going to lump them together because why the mm. fuck not? Let's save some there's, time. There's two of them. So we might as well knock them out <laughs> because I think our comments will reflect both regardless. So let's go ahead and just get that out of the way. Uh, I, I'm having a beverage tonight, and uh, I figure I, I, I loosen up my little creative juice. There you go, guys. Uh, very nice. Look at that. He's got his thing going straight from the bottle. That's cool. So I wanted to make sure that I had enough to get me through this discussion. So I kind of loaded up on about as, as about as heavy a deal as I could. Oof. And as you can see, Jesus. Wow. As, as you can Oof. see, um, how many? This is a 3,500 milliliters. So for all you overseas fans, uh, this much got me through thinking about the ten man tags. I left just <laughs> enough fuel for Taker, because I'm I'm trying to figure out something positive. So first, let's tell the audience what we're talking about. So there will be not one but two five on five matches, five competitors from each side, one representing Raw, one representing SmackDown for the women's match, Team Raw 
will be Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, uh, and Peyton Royce. On Team SmackDown, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and they wrote two members to be determined. I wrote two members who gives a shit. So that's the <laughs> 10 women tag, the 10 men tag. Team Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle against Team SmackDowns, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and who gives a shit. So <laughs> this is one of those this is one of those time periods where and I'm gonna start it off with this and I'm gonna let you guys chime in on this. This was the absolute worst time to go with TBDs going into your pay-per-view. Worst. Absolute worst. There is no element of surprise. Unless you bring back the, the dead body of Lufez or something special coming Jesus. out. Because if I see... Here comes Hackenschmidt. Here comes Hackenschmidt. Uh, maybe they could represent an NXT... I don't know. Because Triple H would give him a contract. I think at this point, he'd give it just about anybody at this point. But the TBDs, let's start with that alone. Okay, Most of the time on these podcasts, people are like, well, who could it be? I'm not asking you who could be. Okay, Pombo, we'll start with you. Why the fuck should I give two shits about anybody that's going to jump into those tag matches? Don't you love mystery? Not when it comes to... Listen, I love mystery when it comes to uh, fruit snacks. <laughs> fruit snacks, I enjoy mystery. Fruit right? snacks, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take the plunge. I don't right? want mystery in my fruit uh, snacks. That, that, I want to know what I'm that, getting. Uh, that white uh, ver, uh, flavor of the airheads where it's like, ooh, what could it that's be? That's the mystery flavor, you know Okay. Know. Two things I don't like: surprises. You ready? In my bedroom, mm. and on this, hey, and in these tag matches, I don't. No, <laughs> I want to know. No, those two. In my bedroom, I need an itinerary listed in permanent ink. What's going down tonight? No funny business. Same thing in my tag matches. If you're gonna, if I had, let's say, for instance, Team SmackDown only has one TBD, right? So if I had superstar, 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 superstar. And one, we will remain surprised. You know, that bar, if that bar was already high, I would love the surprise because it could be anybody. Fuck, we'll yeah. bring out an old guy. Who cares? Because we know the other stars are carrying this match. Tugboat. And Is, there's no there's no personal issues sitting out there, somebody returning from injury. If you're going to yeah. have that TBD, it should be a surprise, someone who's been on the shelf for a while who has a personal issue with someone in the match. But that's <laughs> not really there. It's not nope. really set up for that, which is, you know, to your point, AJ, it's going to lead to disappointment. It's like, oh, the surprise person or the TBD is like oh, well, somebody we just saw in main event. Here's your disappointment. You know? Paul Green. That's Washington. what I was going to say. Yeah. That, that proves kind of what I see right now in the chat that it wasn't for mystery. It's just to buy time. So they already have the people yeah. for it just, right now. They just, They're getting uh, their COVID test. That's the yeah, thing. So that Paul, was it. Paul Green's yeah. watching SmackDown live right now, and he just told us that Otis is confirmed for the fifth. Oh. So if is, you're – You I'm mean sorry. former Mr. Money in the Bank? Yeah. I love Otis, man. He's like, sorry, <laughs> preacher man, but I'm going back to the well. If your dick wasn't soft before we told you Otis is man. <laughs> It is well not run dry. Ultra (laughs) flaccid now. Ultra flaccid. Like just got out of the pool soft, dude. Oh man. Shrink it. You're fucking yourself. That's how fucking (laughs) negative dick. Negative dick. This is the guy. (laughs) So he's fucking himself. This is essentially, yes, he's fucking himself. Okay. Deep within himself. This is the same. uh, You know, we give a lot of credit to Drew for what he did during the course of COVID. COVID destroyed Otis. 
destroyed yeah. him. There, <laughs> this disease, and I don't want to make light of something that killed actual people, but it, if you want to talk figurative kills, Otis is at the top of that list. That it's man confirmed that man, kill. That man had a rocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that man had a rocket strapped to his back. He went into the air, and COVID blew that shit up like the Challenger. It just went kaboom. His whole career wow, went wow, up. And, and, as, and as he was falling from the sky, the debris hit Mustafa Ali and yes, sent it him did. into oh, orbit. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Why did they put him in charge? Ali needs oh, retribution at this point. Yes. Oh my God. He's the only person on that team that legitimately, like all those promos that he cuts about the mischievous deeds done by WWE, he knows what he's talking about. He's just not talking about the other fucks that are behind him because they yeah. haven't suffered anything yet. This fucking guy's getting bastardized. James uh, Branch in the chat. Speaking of Otis, poor Tucky. I don't feel bad for Tucky at all. No, I mean, I'm he sorry. was an afterthought the whole time. He was an afterthought yeah. the whole yeah. time. The whole time they were a team, everyone for talked sure. about Otis. It's unfortunate. He's, you know, uh, he's an average, in my opinion, worker. You know, he can get you where you need to go if you need a decent, serviceable match. But as far as, like, caring for him and an investment, the only time I was ever invested in him was in relation to what was going on with Otis, and that's not good. He'll be in retribution next week. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hopefully there will be no retribution next week. Dave. I digress. Dave, is there any... Thing about that men's tag team match you're excited about no and here's why because <laughs> my favorite wrestler that i'm loving a lot right now is the original bro and he lost to fucking sheamus so no i'm not interested in this match at all bro. fuck this match so we have aj styles keith lee sheamus braun Strowman, and riddle here's another reason that may contribute to this lack of interest so one year ago uh there were three five-man teams all competing in this matchup and all of them interrupted the other team's brand to attack or to be attacked whatever the case may be there was some sort of combination or some sort of conflict that took place okay to get you interested and geared up to see all of these wild personalities have to come together and coexist for just this one night throughout the course of a year they spend a too much time blending that line of what a Raw and SmackDown person really is. This is the one time of year where you're supposed to blur the line and they have it. The SmackDown team is feuding with the SmackDown team and the Raw team is feuding with the Raw team. You can only do that with one team. You yeah, only do that with one no team to seed the, the the you know the seeds of dissension, and the other team seems to have their shit together. If that's the way you want to go, but both of them can't be shitting all over the, each other. Yeah, the pro the the build up to their match to their match at Survivor Series for the last four or five weeks has been the teammates fighting each other in wildly different variations tag matches singles matches there was a for some reason the raw team lost to retribution for zero reason the hurt yeah. business can destroy retribution on its own on, its on own. a whim the raw team yeah but they're better than the raw team <laughs> on any given day it's it's also very unbalanced as far as star power and actual credibility in the ring i think as far as like the where they're standing is on the card the raw team you know aj has been a top title holder in his brand keith lee sheamus braun and riddle have all held the top titles of their yeah. brands 
Jey yeah. Uso, sorry, King Corbin, sorry, Otis, sorry. The really the only wait, wait, wait. he was any the money in the bank. He was money in the bank, man. Yeah, how'd that work and out? And he's one of the few money in the banks to <laughs> lose that the briefcase out. before even cashing <laughs> yeah, actually, it in. I didn't even really notice that until you just pointed that out. It's it's kind of lopsided as far sure. as star power yeah, goes. Yeah. Only Seth and Kevin Owens have any sort of, I, I would say, credibility with the fans. And Owens in is big losing moments. his fast. What are we doing with Kevin? Kevin Owens is losing his fast. What are we oh, doing? Yeah. The worst thing that ever happened to him was the stunner. Yeah, yeah he, why he it was all downhill after yeah. the stunner. It was the, it was, it's, it's, it's his version of the Miz and the Figure Four. That's it. The, and and, it's, and Steve giving him his blessing didn't help. So does he started doing uh, the stunner? You're a mark. That's it. That's what we see you as now. You're a fan. That's it. it, it, it and he got rid yeah, of it. He, but he's it like was, Eugene. The damage remember was that too guy? Late. Oh, when <laughs> Eugene used to do everyone's finishes. He used to do everybody's finishes. Yeah. He had the war zone move set. Mm -hmm. where it was all like left the circle. Zone. <laughs> it was the right circle, rock bottom, left circle, sky high. <laughs> <laughs> Up circle, Store stunning. them finishers. Yeah. Store them finishers. That's it, man. Uh, which was the one where they were? Is that not the one where they did like promos? Am I it's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the the graphics were there. The character uh, wouldn't move at all. No lips, no nothing, and it would just be a full promo. I'm gonna whoop your ass, and that's the bottom line. I'm like, what are you jiving for, bro? <laughs> and, but but those <laughs> words would be coming out of Steve Blackman for some reason. Yeah, because they yeah. Had one <laughs> set of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like you gave them the attribute of Parkinson's. Yes. They just couldn't sit still. It was just. <laughs> It's gonna be. What was the uh, mankind? Mommy! <laughs> that was oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. so. Wow. Wait, what happened to. Uh, Paul Green says, wait, what happened to Corbin's push after beating Angle? LOL. They, they realized that the king gimmick doesn't work ever. <laughs> it's in the trash with the rest of his I gimmick. Think the last time it worked was for King Mabel. Oh, yeah, that And worked. that Can was that like a forced work. Like it was, Yeah, that was super. It wasn't forced. over. They just were destined. They're like 500 pounds. He's got to be worth something. Yes, a 500 <laughs> yeah. pound bag of shit. He was, <laughs> with all due respect to the dead. But still, yeah. uh, he was not every, anyone's favorite. Anybody give a shit about the women's tag match? Um, Because no, <laughs> that really. match has two to be determined. The, so I expect the Bella Twins. The only thing that I'm really interested in is being able to see you know, <clears throat> talent like Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan get an opportunity on a bigger stage have that opportunity to do that anything else about it i could care less <laughs> i could care less and you know that's has nothing to do with the talent that's in the ring it has everything to do with the fact that they have done nothing to make any of these women relevant in any way shape or form outside of bailey in the past year true it was the bailey show well she was the hot end for uh, sure, they had there. to go to it. Yeah, I mean, with uh, Becky leaving, they had to lean on Becky leaving, but Charlotte out. Charlotte's out, yeah. Maybe Charlotte will come back. She, maybe she's a TVD. Oh, no. No, please. <laughs> nope. There's the internet. Uh, actually, I vote for it now because I just want to see Facebook the day after. I just wanna, <laughs> oh, they're pushing this bitch again. Oh. <laughs> and uh, she's going to be the sole survivor. <laughs> yeah, because every time I argue with people online, well, it's just four horsemen. They don't push anybody else. Cool. Who? Who would you like you to go. see on tap? You want Dana Brooke? Is that what you want? Every week? 
No, look at me, America. Is that what you want? <laughs> is that what you, you want, want, Carmella? Look at look Every, at me in my look eyes right here and tell me that's what you, you want. You want Mandy Rose every week? I, Get away I've from heard me. Mella is money though. Oh, I'm sure she is. You oh, can ask yeah. Corey Graves on that. She's she's hey. money. Mm. He left a wife for her. That's it. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. They were whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't spread it. Don't on the other way, man. He adultery is bad. Okay, he You need to stop. First murder. Okay, first murder is bad, and now adultery is bad. Where is your preacher friend? He's doing a good job, preacher friend. Where's your preacher friend? He's doing a good job. <laughs> he is the godliest person in this room right now. Because I'm right, telling yeah, you, I'm you spread man. lies and accusations, sir. <laughs> he was a dickhead long before Carmella. He he, <laughs> he, he left his autistic baby mother way before. <laughs> way before. I love you, Daddy. Car- Corey, is the, Corey is the I got money so I don't need this bitch no more type of dude. Like, yeah. when they were together struggling as a family, everything worked and everything clicked. As soon as he got that check, he said, well, fuck you, bitch. Uh, yeah, man, I, I got to listen nothing. to you tomorrow? That's it. <laughs> I'm out. That's it. Thanks for standing by. Here's a Not check. Today. I'll see you later. I'm going to go fuck Mella for whatever reason. For whatever, because yeah, I keep being told that she's hot, so I'm like, all right, that's to each she's, their own, brother. She, as, as someone who spent time on Staten Island, she has a certain thing. Ugh. I don't know why. I don't all get her it. Teeth. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get teeth. it. But there's something. Up, she's she's, she's got, got all she's wrestling. Teeth. She's wrestling Marissa Tomei in my oh, cousin Vinny, and for now, some reason she hits that chord. There's a hot lady for you there, Marissa yeah, Tomei. Still, they say black don't crack. Marissa yeah. Tomei don't age either, baby. What is she at least sixty-seven at this point? I don't know. She's got me rubbing my titty meat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, rubbing up all my titty. I know she right? was the best part of the wrestler, baby. Actually, the best part of that Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. she was the best thing in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, she's too. the best thing. I never movie. wanted to put it to Aunt May until then. Yeah, right. Wow, like, Aunt May's looking real good lately. Right? Yo, May, don't work. No. <laughs> Hold your hand. All right. So for those of you watching, can I get her suit? How old is your aunt? Irrelevant. Never for those mind. of you watching live, if there's anything to take away from the show, Marissa Tomei is hot. Yes. Yeah. Highlight of the show. Confirmed. All right, let's move on to a match some of us might give a shit about. I know I care yes. about this one. The United States champion and the Intercontinental champion will compete against each other, non-title, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. This match will either be a masterpiece or it will be a fucking kerfuffle of the highest order. Botchamania. This, this could be no in really bad or really great. It all depends on who's listening to who. Because I can't imagine these two motherfuckers having a fucking conversation in the back. <laughs> I can't see Sammy saying, so look, here's what we're going to do, man. Because we're going to do this. And Bobby's just like, what the fuck is this? What is this? <laughs> Call in the ring, kid. Call, yeah, imagine. <laughs> uh, see, but that's the one guy, Bobby, I wouldn't want to have whisper that shit oh. to me. <laughs> I wouldn't no. want Bobby go, you know what, brother? You know what? Those are all really great ideas. I think we're just going to call this one in the ring. Like, oh, no. you about to get smoshed. <laughs> you about to get fucked up. Yeah, I'm just going to do what Bobby Lashley does, brother. That's it. You know, you ever, you ever see Bellator? Mm. Oh. <laughs> mm. I, I actually think this has the opportunity to steal the show because they're too unique as far as, like, contrasting styles. You've got the, you know. Hobo. 
Well, no, you've got the big, muscular, dark brute, you know what I mean? Yeah, Who's, yeah. you know, right now on a trajectory that's upward. I think for Bobby Lashley, this is the best he's ever been. Yeah, And I you've agree. got Sami Zayn, who's just coming back with a lot to prove, uh, more slender f- frame. It's power versus speed, you know what I mean? So I think that there's an opportunity to tell a really good story here. It's just if they go too fast, they're going to fuck it up. If you think the old saying, if you think you're going too fast, slow down some more. And I think that that's what they need to do here. Uh, Miss, Miss, Mrs. Miss Pombo, Mrs. Pombo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miss or Mrs. Miss, 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 Miss Pombo Miss? has okay. confirmed for us that Marissa Tomei is 55 years old, and I would enjoy every year of it. You know <laughs> every year of it. Five every and five. Year. You know what? Five, five plus five equals ten. That's right, and she is that <laughs> a ten. Uh, James Branch says, "I remember com- people complaining that she was too young to play Aunt May," and he's like, "Oh, she's Aunt May, not Grandma May." There it is. Oh, uh, uh, Ms. Pombo has confirmed, confirmed it is yeah. Ms. Hey. Hey. Of the Cougs, <laughs> Thanks, Ma. Says, oh, it's your mother. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Ma? No, you talk. <laughs> She's single. Yeah. <laughs> now, son. Uh, now, now. I know your son's out here pimping you out, bro. You need to have a sit down with your son. Where's the pastor when you need him? Yeah. And he knows I'm a married man, Mrs. Pombo. He knows. He's like, hey, my mom's single. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Dave, actually, I was going to go to you for this one. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, United States Championship, Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn. How much of – I know you have some familiarity with Lashley. How much of Zayn have you seen? A lot. A lot. Okay, so – your prediction for this matchup, because James already laid it out. If it goes too fast, it could be issues. Just, he already laid out all that good stuff. Your prediction on how you think it's going to go. Are we, are we going to get ourselves a little spot fest? You're going to see Bobby control most of this? Think Zane's going to give up his body at Survivor Series? Uh, I see I see Zane running around a lot and getting like pushed around just from the power of Lashley. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, like At what point did Bobby Lashley become like this big feature of wrestling like i don't know i remember him <clears throat> just kind of being left that was is that what it was because the yeah. big guy the big guy's yeah. gone and now they need another big guy well it definitely I'm helped of, i'm not really yeah. a big fan of flashing like he's okay in the ring but to answer your question i think he's going to run around in the beginning get pushed around they're going to show the power of Lashley. He'll get his stuff off. Bobby will get his stuff off. And I think wow. it's going to be a decent match. It's not going to be it's not going to be crazy, but coming off of those two five mans, it's it's going to it's going to look much better. That's for sure. My only problem with this match is there isn't a clear like Sammy's a heel. We don't know what Bobby is. One Monday he's a heel and he's beating up our truth for fun and he's the a next businessman. He's, he's the ba- he's the baby face fighting retribution. He's not so a heel or face. He's a Well, that's the man. problem we have with this matchup because I'm not invested. Yeah. It's yeah, If I had a big man match, if I had Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, and I There's had There's no Bobby contracts Lashley on just, this. He's just I don't even know why he's doing it. He ain't getting paid. <laughs> yeah, he's a shitty CEO. It's <laughs> like uh, MV, MVP I'll is taking it. ten points off the top. You know, <laughs> <laughs> taking ten points off the top. There it is. There uh, see, go. now you out here putting the man's business plan out here for everyone to see. Uh, yeah. One of the matches that Paul Green was excited about: the tag team champions from both brands, the New Day, 
Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, uh, what's, what's left of the New Day, will be competing against the Street Profits. Uh, anyone here interested in this match? I know that I'm, I'm actually, actually interested in that. Yeah, this is going to be the first really good one. Black on black crime. It's always fun to watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well... Well, there it goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our show, folks. We'll the see you the next week. <laughs> oh, so he talks about black on black crime, and you're going to stare at a white board? I get you. I see what you I have a black marker. <laughs> and a power but, but, fist um, right there in the shot. Got the fist uh, up. There you go. There I'm really, go. I'm really starting to enjoy watching the Street Profits. To be honest with you, so that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, New Day is New Day. They, they grow so on people. The Street Profits. They're, 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 in, they're always interesting to watch. But the Street Profits are really starting to get my attention. So, I'm actually looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, Vinny, both Vinny. teams are incredibly entertaining. Both yeah. teams are very physically gifted. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Xavier Woods coming back from injury has a lot to prove here, and he's going to try and elevate his game. But I got to say, Montez Ford is a future champion. Oh, we've said it. it. Yeah, future champion. Yes. You know, if he could just Dawkins put just a, save a, his money. Little, <laughs> a, 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 yeah, a little bit of bulk on him to change the perception of he's a slender big guy, he'll be fine. Um, yeah, it's but, funny. Yeah. It's funny you say that too, because when I started watching them for the first time and I, you know, just, they were on there, I immediately said to myself, he carries that tag team and not just like, as far as performance goes, because Dawkins a big guy, he plays his role. Well, he's, he's good in the ring. He's not bad, but that guy's his presence just yeah. dominates that tag team. Yeah. And you could tell, you could really tell that Dawkins is trying to keep up. It's obvious how yeah. he's trying well, to keep up with his energy. And it's just too natural. I will for say him. this. He seems to have gotten better and he sees his role and now he's feeding Yes. Uh, Montez Ford, Ford now, which is a very valuable commodity as a tag guy yeah. to right. be able to feed the guy who's going to be the guy ah, right. Right. The hot very hand. well. They're coming into their own. He's figured out the more successful this guy is, the more money I'm going to get. So let's yep. do right. it. My best example for people, if you're listening, if you don't understand what we mean by Montez Ford, Ford having sort of a presence. Okay. I recently saw this in action, that presence. I went back. Uh, to the archives and the WWE Network because I found out recently that they added Evolve. And for legal reasons, I decided to do a little homework because I'm on Evolve and I want to know if I should be contacting anybody. So, uh, <laughs> so I went through some of the archives, but they don't go far as far back as when I did shit for them. So, damn it. But I went back Where's anyway. that check? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Where's my money? So we... I went back to some of the, you know, I, I was sifting through for anything old that I might have been on, but nothing there. But I was on, so I clicked a few things on, and I'm watching shows. And every now and then they bring in some WWE guy, because I think they started uploading the shows that they kind of co-cooperated with, mm. you know? So they were more in control of those shows, so it's safer bet. And the Street Profits were on one of the shows. So uh, at Laboom, where I've done most of my work from, they, they had a, a match, I guess, and they come out, and Ford has this face like any normal human being would when you're used to being around million-dollar athletes and big buildings and lighting and catering mm -hmm. and just – and then you walk into Laboom, which smells 
a bit like Queens inside, and it's filled with people. It, exactly. See, if if you can, Queens is an actual description of a scent. If I yeah. could, if I could, and Bronx too, for that matter. So is so is Elks Lodge. Uh, Elks Lodge has a has an Elks Lodge uh, kind of air to it, right? So I when when Street Profits came through, Dawkins was an NXT mode and forged. But, but when the music kicked, you can tell like he's pre-programmed, so he just started bopping. Like that yeah. was the best he could do was Bob, and he still had everybody. <laughs> no one, Dawkins was going full, uh, and they were all still looking at Montez, and I was like, Whew. he's got it at man. He's half got it. speed. He all still had the room. Is- and I was all like, they need to do is not fuck that, that up. That is it. But they they got someone big right there. Well, Absolutely. I, I think in spite of them fucking it up, he'll be just fine. <laughs> Him and his uh, wife will be a power couple for years to come. They, yeah. It's just there's just something about the both of them separately that when they actually put them together in some capacity. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. For it's sure. the new Macho Man with, and Miss Elizabeth. With his wife, though, I do have concern because, like, my biggest thing is from what I've seen from her so far, it seems like they're jobbing people to her. At least from the the little bit of they're trying to build her, yeah, yeah. You gotta... But the problem is, is I I'm afraid that they just put her with the wrong person, or there's not the uh, someone available to feud with. To really push her to where she needs she to be. She hasn't found anybody to elevate her game yet. Exactly. I think that's why I'm the first afraid that she right. has should be with Charlotte of any note. That or Oscar. It has to be those, or it's just it's just she's she might lose some interest if she's not with the right person. She she may lose interest, but if she loses interest during this process, then she's not the right person to push. No, 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 Absolutely. not her she, losing. I mean, people lose interest in her. No, but see that won't okay. Let me see if I can explain it like this. So they may lose interest in her. You're right. During the course of the build, like the Ryback push when he was beating Jabrones for like a year, or Goldberg yeah. when he was beating Jabrones for they, the Gilbert? point the point of that beginning period <laughs> is so that when you get into the ring with a Charlotte or a Bailey or something like that, there is a rolodex of names that you can now bring up. Where it's like, okay, they ran, she ran through 30, 40 people, and now, and now she's yeah. fighting Charlotte. As opposed to, we just called her up from NXT. I hear she's great. Here she is against Bailey. Yeah. The main roster's not going to buy it. They need to, they uh, need to don't become give me that, dude. They They've been be doing familiar. that for years with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and how only the talent <laughs> doesn't always work out, right? The, the, only the talent will survive that. If there was, really there was good, a moment in time there where I remember pointing it out to you about how, like, no one's paying their dues they're seeing a guy they like and they're just throwing like Seamus around the Seamus time the Seamus right. era was one of those times I remember where it was just like hey I like this guy let's give him a title shot and see how he does with the belt well think think about this sometimes that's paid off and mm-hmm. during that time especially with the Seamus situation they were absolutely in a transitional period they were right. trying anything they could to make new stars right. Cena is one of those guys where they were just like well let's see if he can do it here you go and he boy also, did he fucking do it to be, to be fair <laughs> the guys in the WWE who get pushed out of the gate are people that Vince likes every single person underneath Vince tells Vince the same thing every time Let's put this person here. Let's get him a few wins. Let's build him up. Let's put some packages together. And if Vince is kind of like down with a guy, it won't happen. If he's kind of 50-50 on a guy, 
he'll let it go. He'll, all right, build him, do whatever you want. I don't care if he turns out to something I can use him. If not, I'll just get rid of him. But for the guys that he likes, the ones who come straight out, he don't listen to nobody. Nope. That's it. On, Strap that's a it. On Strap him. a rocket that's on it. him. That's it. He's going to the top. It worked Roman. out for Sheamus. The problem with Sheamus is that it worked out too fast. They pushed him to the top, and he answered the call. He rose to the occasion. The problem is, is once he got there, and he'd only there's nowhere else for you to fucking go. So they had to literally destroy him again, (laughs) and 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 break him back down so that they can build him up again. That's the problem. If you skip the long term process and you go straight to the goal, that's fantastic. If he rises to the occasion. There are some talents who might be great main eventers, but because you didn't build them, because you didn't give them that experience beforehand, they crumble. You can it's ruin a main harder. event like that. It's right. much harder to sustain because they don't have the experience yeah, with like, okay. how to stay there when you pull the trigger that quick yeah. on actually making them the guy. Especially the when gal. you're especially when you're wrestling matches and main events with guys who've been there for a while. So now I was like, oh, for so sure. you're the new kid. Okay. Yeah. So let's go. Now. Let's go. Yeah. If you're gonna yeah. skip practice and you're gonna go right into the ball game. I want to see results right now. Right. Because yeah. now, because I'm on top. And every match that I'm in has to be money or I'm not going to be on top anymore. I'm making so, I'm making less money working with you if you're not prepared. Right. I'm not going right. to get in the ring with potential. Yes. I don't give a shit about right. potential. You You've be been proven. here for, I've only been here for a year. I right, prove, but you're here right so now. You need potential to be gets you there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You it doesn't to, keep you there. Abilities yeah. was going to, that's why I tell people all the time who go into wrestling schools all the time. I love wrestling. Awesome. Can you do it? Cool. <laughs> can you do yeah. it? I right. you can love wrestling all you want. You can have all the passion. You can work harder than everybody else. You can be the first in the gym, out of the gym. Can you do it? That's why assholes always main event, and the I work hard always struggle to the top because for some oddball reason, the assholes are the ones who are usually the most gifted. Uh, they can, Jericho said it best. They can wake goes, up yeah. out of bed and just fucking do it, and that's why they're dickheads because they know it doesn't matter what I say or do. I'm main event tomorrow night. Because when I get in that ring, everyone pays to see me. And that's it. And that's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) And it's unfortunate. And Miss Pombo has rejected my advances. She says that she is a mom, not a MILF. (laughs) 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 And I should not and I should not I should not treat her as such, and I refuse to do that any further. Raise the fantastic son, ma'am. They raised a fantastic young boy. He knows that murder is bad and that adultery, adultery. is bad. He knows <laughs> all of these Libel, things. however, libel yes. is accepted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul Green used Paul Green used the no-no word in the chat. Uh, I'm I'm contemplating deleting it. I never want to hear the word tweeners. It does uh, not exist. Not it does not exist. Not there thing. is no such thing. You can it behave. You can behave like a baby or a heel on a whim. You're one of the other. Because it's all about how the person feels about it. It's just like real life. It's just like <clears> anybody <throat> that tells you to your face, I'm kind of uh, on him. They don't like you. <laughs> you nice. done, if you're a tweener, you haven't done a good enough job to make me care about you yeah. one way or the other. If you're neither hot here nor there, I don't care about you anywhere. I will, <laughs> I will not see you in a house. I will not yeah. see you with my mouse. Uh, and this, this is not, you, you have not done your job at all. And Sammy has 100% been a heel. He's been doing the chicken shit yep. heel ever since he came back. So don't tell me he's a tweener. Uh, every natural tag team has one guy that is money. That is absolutely true. Uh, Vinny is calling this now that this will be the match of the night. He says this was, uh, that Montez is electric in the ring. 
Uh, James Branch, Jr. would put it, Montez is the sizzle. Dawkins is the stick. That is absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't know about match of the night, but it's going to be really good. That's It'll be probably one. be match of the night. I think they're going to put on a credit. I think it has the potential to be match of the night. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All these guys are hungry. They've been waiting for this particular well, opportunity to show out. And, you know, they have the ability to do so. So and Kofi's got to like recover from that squash still to me. <laughs> he what still squash? has some that, that Fox five squash when they premiere. The Fox 5 squash. <laughs> I'm going to say this for the last motherfucking time. Squash. I need you to listen to me. Not Pombo. You the world I'm pointing at you. Listen to me. I was proven right. And you're having a hard time accepting this. Kofi Kingston's WWE championship run was a lifetime achievement award. That's what it was. Oh, 10 That's years, what baby. It was. That's all that it was. They gave you a moment at WrestleMania 35. I was there. I enjoyed it. There were people there. in the building crying that night. It was a fantastic night. Wow. Three when... out of four people were there? <laughs> <laughs> three. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a fantastic night. It was a fantastic moment. That's all it was. It was a moment. Please stop with the whole. Because even Kofi, if you listen to Kofi's promos, he never, with the exception of the one time, he, I think he's only done it one time, he never even refers to himself as a former WWE champion. Yeah. He, which, knows, what yeah. It, he knows what it was. God damn it. And it was a great situation. Daniel Bryan put him over beautifully. Great it match. Was lightning in a bottle. One of the greatest WWE championship matches at WrestleMania I've ever seen, so I'll give him the credit for that. This tag match here, four guys in that ring, one general, folks. Guys, listen to Kofi and shut the fuck up. And just sit, mm-hmm. do what he says to do, and the match will be... Hot fire. Speaking of communication in the ring, I would love to see who's going to be the ring general for this one. As the Raw and SmackDown women's champions will be competing against each other. Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Is that really a question? You don't think Asuka's? (laughs) No, no, that's very much a question. Both of these individuals individuals call their... Sasha Banks is uh, Both of these individuals call their shit, baby. That's yeah. why I'm trying. This is Taker Austin. I'm trying to they're, see. Yeah, who they're the, both very they're both vocal personalities. Yes, very yeah. alpha male. These two motherfuckers, they like the match that they like. Now that these two have competed against each other before, they've had good matches in the past. They've had yeah matches in the past. Uh, this is one of the quote unquote best of the best matches. That's not really all that new. I think even throughout the course of this pandemic, we've had at least two or three matches between these two individuals. As it is, but we've got a new Sasha Banks now. Apparently, right, good guy, Sasha apparently, Banks. she's a champion who can retain the title now. <laughs> finally, that's so, the first. So yeah. finally, I mean, um, I, I was recapping some of the episodes earlier before I got on here, and my wife just recently saw her with the belt and goes, "Oh, she's got the belt again. We'll see how long that lasts." I said, "Well, hold uh. on now. It's been a week or two. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a while now. Hold on. Let's not trip up on ourselves." Now I gonna lose it the raw the day after. I ate crow. I ate crow <laughs> at hell in a cell. They played on. Uh, my brother would tell you I ate crow at hell in a cell. I was determined. I was. I believed in Sasha. I believed in Sasha so strongly that she was gonna find a way to fuck that match up. I believed in her. She trained hard. <laughs> she put in her time and effort. I knew that if she really dedicated herself, she could fuck it up, and she didn't. Well, it she fucked good. it up. She fucked it up in a good way. <laughs> she <laughs> fucked it up wonderfully. But yeah. here's, I'm going to double down, and I predict she will find a way to fuck this one up. Because mm. her and her best friend, Bailey, hey, for two minutes out of every day, a, bo- a broken clock is correct, okay? They found hey, the listen, magic. 
in that Keep cell. Keep betting on Black. You'll hit eventually. I'm going to hit. Well, I wish I could hit. <laughs> it's, it's Asuka and Sasha Banks for the championship. I'm going to pass this one to Steve. Steve, I've got to ask you the question here. This is a very valid question and one that I hope you provide with deep analytical uh, analysis. There you go. <laughs> Good clothes. Bring it's, it home. Good clothes. It's a double, <laughs> double anal and tundra there. But uh, Oscar and Sasha Banks. Hey, what? Where did we go? I have a question for you. Anal on tunga? What? Anal on tunga? The wordplay. No, it's uh, the question that I have for Steve, and this will drive the rest of the conversation for the other two guys as well. Oscar, Sasha Banks, I opened up with the question, and I'm now I'm literally asking you. Who calls this match? Who do you think should be the one to say, "Okay, follow me, kid. This is gonna we'll make it. I'm gonna make it a great match." I think for so many reasons, it's got to be Oscar. I think Sasha Banks will likely be the one to try and take control. I think it'll be a give and take or an attempt at that, which is what I'm afraid of. But I think Oscar. <laughs> I think to she'll be the agree one to, to it, and then halfway this. through, she just starts calling audibles out of nowhere. I think Oscar needs to dictate the pace because. She masterful. has more credibility. Yeah, she's Period. masterful at pacing. Masterful. She has to pace the match. She has to make sure that she gets her physicality over because right. Sasha is of slender frame. So <laughs> wow. she likely will have That to was play. the whitest I've ever heard where someone referred to a, uh, to a skinny bitch ever in my entire <laughs> I'm life. Just try- I was trying she's to be nice. That bitch she needs to eat some cornbread. Yeah. Oh, no, I think you just low-key call Oscar fat. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he said, that's a big bitch. <laughs> nah, that's, that's thick with two <laughs> steak. steak. And that second <laughs> seed <laughs> and thick is for cake. Yeah, you it know is. what I'm saying? It is. Listen, man, cake, you ain't lying. But I I think that she needs to dictate the pace physically so it makes Sasha need to fight from underneath. So she has to dictate the pace. Uh, If Sasha needs to get over as a baby face, and this is the perfect way to get it, I think that Asuka needs to assert her will throughout the entire match and Sasha needs to fight from underneath. I think that's the best way to do it. I think that's what will happen. Now, whether or not the finish winds up being some sort of 50-50 schmoz with a DQ, which I think it's going to be, unfortunately, mm. that doesn't matter. Dave, we've got two baby faces in the ring here. We've got Asuka, we've got Sasha Bailey. Does that change how this match uh, works out? And does it change who you think will go over in the Dave end? Bailey? That threw me for a loop. No, Sasha, don't fuck me up. Uh, Sasha Banks and Asuka are both baby faces. <laughs> oh, trying you. to throw you a curveball. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Knuckleballing son of a bitch. They're, to- they're both baby faces. Does that factor in until how we get to the end of this? Because uh, this, do we get a clean finish out of this? A dirty finish? How, how do you do a dirty finish with this? Or do we have interference? Is Bailey fucked up? I don't know. Is this, I turn a question back to you. Is this weird without a crowd? I feel like the baby faces part? obviously oh, baby, are best yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with baby the energy matches. of a crowd. So having two of them in the ring would be awkward. But we have a crowd. We've got the Thunderdome. Oh my hey, god! Hey, <laughs> hey! Remember, I brought that shit up. Hold up! I just want to go on the record. Remember, I said they need to find a way to get computers out there and zoom everybody in. You did, and you were a fuckhead for saying did. it because then they've been following your advice ever fucking since. Yeah, yeah I think they they zoom. they basically well, your podcast. So. But I am gonna say. Though, why didn't you buy stock in Zoom? You fucked up. No, I, I got out because when the pandemic's over, so is Zoom. 
Yeah, All but right, that shit ain't sell. over. <laughs> that shit ain't <laughs> over yet. It just I renewed, it, it just renewed like, its contract, uh, dude. Exactly. They going for another year. Exactly. It got guaranteed money. Yeah. They're like, you did such a good job this year. We're going to resign you. <laughs> it was in a contract year. It put up big stats, and it got a re-signed that's bonus. It, man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, I mean, I see, uh, in my opinion, I think Oscar should run this match. Uh, I was surprised that you all said that Sasha might want to as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know too much as far as that goes. But from what I've seen, Oscar is definitely, to me, the bigger personality, for sure. Um, but if Oscar doesn't run this match, it might go south. We'll see. Honestly, I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Sasha to be honest with you. I'm more familiar with Oscar, so you, you got to remember <laughs> before before Becky, uh, before anybody else. You know, before Becky, before Bailey, it was Sasha and Charlotte. Yeah, they were queen bitches of the mountain. Exactly. That raw, and that if, Monday Night Raw match between Sasha and Charlotte a couple years ago was fucking banana. If you don't think that she has the assertive personality that's needed to get her get her mojo going in that match, uh, those personalities are A and B. The benefit is, is a lot of people can still see Asuka as a heel or heel-ish very quickly. You right. know what I mean? She can just do one or two things and not sacrifice. The thing that makes her a great babyface is the fact that she's badass. You know right. what I mean? So she can play that sort of on the edge of heel and dial it back and bring it up and throughout the match, which will only make Sasha look better. Yeah, this is our this is our generation's Hulk Hogan versus uh, Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Show yourself out. <laughs> Show yourself out. <laughs> the unstoppable force moving the immovable object. Speaking of which, that's a very good segue. Good job, Joe Poe. Look we have the two world champions competing in a match against each other. Oh, now we're now we're talking. Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Drew, right? Drew, not Randy yes. Orton. Nope. Not, not not the old scapegoat route we thought they were gonna go. Mm-hmm. They they doubled down here. Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion, against Roman Reigns, the Universal champion. Uh, I'm assuming this is the obvious bet for the main event. Roman Reigns is in it, so it's last. That's just how it goes. It's your two and, biggest championships. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip through all the BS. I know we're all going to say the same stuff. This is a good Roman Reigns that we're watching. Drew McIntyre, the savior of the COVID era. Okay. This is the match that apparently Triple H thought would be the new Rock Austin. This is this is the new feud we're going to go forward with. This is our two top guys. So, big, huge question here. Pombo, we'll start with you. Who the fuck is winning this piece of shit? Uh, I think Drew's going to win it. WrestleMania. Oh no. Yeah. Drew. You cursed it. That's it. You <laughs> spoke it into existence. I can't I see did. I can't see Roman Reigns taking a loss here. I, I can. I can. Oh God, you said it with such confidence. Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. What are you yeah. so confident about? I think just solely off a gimmick, they're gonna give it to Roman. Because <laughs> what they're trying to do on on SmackDown with him, uh, it this would be somewhat of like a power move for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as like his alpha head of the tribe deal that he's got going on. Tribal chief. Yeah, I say yes. tribal so, chief. Yeah. So I, I think this plays well into his gimmick. Uh, I don't think Drew loses much by losing this match. And it gives Roman more uh, bragging rights and his whole gimmick that he is going on. And I must say, you guys told me, think what, 
two lives ago to keep my eyes open on Roman. He's he's got me hooked. Now he's just got to reel me in. He's got me hooked though. I, I'm feeling it. I like it. I like this new Roman. I don't really like what they're doing with Jay Uso. This is weird, but <laughs> I like what they're doing with Roman. Weird. <laughs> it's awkward. You uh, you likened this to Austin Rock. Well, I did. I actually. Triple H. He said, whoa. He said, no, no. I didn't say that. I I actually liken this more to Austin Triple H. I actually. That was me. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. I actually liken it more to Austin Triple H, and I really hope that it goes that route. Both of these men need to be incredibly physical. It, I want to see this go over 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes of them just beating the crap out of each other. And Roman gets the, you know, actually, fall on top of you, screwy finish. You right. know what I mean? The passed out on top of them. No, yeah. it, it's it's a little double clothesline. Or, you know, just Roman needs the win, I think, more than Drew. Mm hmm. In this particular, he has the trajectory right now where he gains more credibility beating a guy like Drew because Roman hasn't had that Mick Foley Triple H thing yet where he's universally accepted as a tough guy. He's right. the guy. He's considered, you know, a good wrestler, but he's not considered a tough guy yet. I think a match like this can cement him as a tough guy, like the street fight between Mick Foley and Triple H Royal Rumble 2000. And That's it makes more sense because I don't think he would have gotten that same effect beating Orton. I think he specifically gets that effect beating Drew. So. I 100% agree. I think, I think they're just going to go for a swerve and have fucking Drew win. <laughs> Well, they get nothing out of it. If they do that, that's fine. But they they completely yeah. lose an opportunity with that. Well, everyone in the that. chat is is predicting an Orton interference. That's yeah, what they're predicting there, and I'm not going to rule that out. I certainly hope not. Well, I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't necessarily know if it has to, if him interfering needs to be involved with the finish. I, I think, think it, it hurts a layer. the whole thing that we were just talking about. I think it actually hurts it. Yeah, well, what happens? Diminishes it. What happens with the two of them after Survivor Series? Because I well, mean, hopefully, hopefully Drew has a new opponent. He gets somebody fresh. While I love Randy, I think that we've beaten that dead horse into Elmer's at this point. You know? <laughs> Ran Randy needs to go back and elevate someone else, like he's helped elevate Drew, um, and he's continuing to elevate his game as well. I think Roman continues on with his, you know, tribal chief thing and continues to go through. I don't want to say jobbers, but he continues to tighten the fist around the throat of SmackDown. Just in case anybody in the chat is confused, I just wrote down Elmer's LOL because that's where glue is from. So just yes, Elmer. I think I think they do. I think they do the exact opposite of what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. How he's trying to show his eliteness and his dominance uh, being the head of his crew by going out and being physical himself. Whereas I think with Roman, him beating Drew allows him to sit back and send his cronies to do the work because he's too good. Cause he's the best of the best. Cause he's even beat the best on the other brand. So he doesn't, he doesn't need to do that light work. He's got people to do that stuff for him. At least that's what I see. They get out of this, but if Orton interferes, then it just ruins all of that stuff. Or if Roman, loses <laughs> or if roman exactly I, I i think they just want to go for a swerve just make we'll it see, special we'll see what happens yeah 
All right. Well, that is your pay-per-view for this Sunday, Survivor Series 2020. Uh, my wife asked me just a few hours ago if we were going to watch it, and I was like, meh. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm more excited for Tyson next week. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be buying it per se, but I will definitely keep my eye out for it. <laughs> we're all going to uh, be buying it. Yeah. No, I, listen, I purchase every pay-per-view uh, because I am a loyal supporter of the arts, and I'm going to stop lying to the camera. So I'm going to tell everyone now. Then, Who's worse, uh, me or him? No. <laughs> than lying? Oh, I'm definitely a worse liar than uh, like worse in the sense of I lie more than you do. You're a man of God. You're not. He's lying me. right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of being a performer. Can they tell that? No. Exactly. See, here you go. Or are I? <laughs> oh, we have worked ourselves into a kerfuffle here, so let's <laughs> let's untwist these nuts into a different conversation here. Uh, we have another topic that we need to get to, absolutely need to get to, because yes. I have been busting my balls about this. But before we do, temper that uh, erection for just one second, Brother Dave, because I need to head over back to the whiteboard here and refer to these wonderful duds yet again. Uh, this Tuesday begins a Black Friday sale where all of these wonderful T-shirts, uh, well, this T-shirt and this T-shirt will be for sale on Pro Wrestling Tees. This wonderful T-shirt, the Hive Mind Radio T-shirt, will be available to you guys literally at any time. Uh, Steve, when you get a chance, please link the good brothers and sisters of the Squad of O to that little merch line right there. Also tag the Twitter if possible. Pombo, you two will be responsible for tagging or typing in your own shit. Uh, for these chats, for people to come check you out, the two be seen link, and don't sp- type it. Don't spell that shit again. There's way too many numbers and vowels in there. It's something like you were giving away <laughs> someone's personal password. Put, <laughs> put the fucking link down there in the bottom, like a right. Yeah, I thought I was watching the Hunt for Red October. Yeah, there was a there was a dot in there. Those were like nuclear codes you just gave away. On it's Facebook a five line. and then a two. It's the number two with two vowels and a dot in the middle. And then you have, come on, bro. This isn't a capture. Just promote your shit, and then we can get through this. What are you Dave, trying to get a PlayStation Five? Yeah, Dave, you're, Dave, you're free to do the same if you wish, or if you want to hold off until you you get your stuff together, whatever you decide. I want to build my catalog. Yeah, build, build, build. I got a oh, he's going to finger catalog, so please come in and view it. I have a catalog. Come look at mine. <laughs> uh, he's going to finger hut route. Paul Green, <laughs> Green predicts a Brock return. Okay, that might be stretching it, but it's very possible. I think uh, uh, Brian, uh, James Branch. I think this match would have worked better if they kept the title on Drew after Hell in a Cell. Does the Roman? Uh, do the Roman Drew build and have Orton interference costing Drew the match, and they would work Orton's eventual title win off. But see that I'm not even going to read the rest because I don't want to do that game. because that's it's too long. It's very convoluted. It's yeah. it's not convoluted, but it all it does is it really it extends the Orton thing, and I think we're all kind of tapped down on the uh, the whole Orton thing. We get it, Orton. You're the man. Uh, Twenty years in the biz, and you're still one of the baddest motherfuckers. That theme still hits the today, ring. man. Yeah, the voice is. I, I always read in my Venus, though. <laughs> I am voicing in my head. I will never forgive him for riding that sperm all the way to the ring at WrestleMania. I forget what that was. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, yo, is my man taking a shit? Is that, that was... just an elongated turd? I don't think, Dave, you saw that. There was a WrestleMania entrance where he was wrestling Bray. And so it's WrestleMania, so it's like a big stage mm. and a big uh, uh, ramp. 
And for this particular WrestleMania, the ramp, it was a really long WrestleMania ramp, but it was also a screen. So for whatever reason, this dude thought, I'm going to have, because he's the Viper, so I'm going to have Randy Orton uh, be surrounded by snakes on the stage. And the biggest Viper is going to be underneath Orton the whole walk to the ring, which sounds dope on paper. The yeah, problem is, in theory, yeah, in theory, it sounds great. The problem is, is they didn't put too much budget on the length of the snake. <laughs> Ooh, they gave him a baby snake. No, and they gave him a sperm cell. And oh, the nice. head of that snake it, it was, was huge. It was, head, it was huge, and then the tail <laughs> the just kind of wiggled like that. And it was yeah. just he rode come to the he oh, came to God. the ring on come he came <laughs> come all the way to the fucking ring. It was fantastic, and I thought it that was, was going to be fantastic. I thought. I said, wow, that's going to be the worst part of this match. Nope. And then (laughs) there was not one, but two instances where mid-match, for whatever reason, uh, Orton would take a bump from Bray, and they would do a hologram in the ring where there was worms. Yeah, like roaches and stuff. That was their attempt at... Their beginning attempt at cinematic stuff and augmented oh, reality. Bray's been pushing for the, this. This whole COVID pussy. thing must have got must have had him rock solid. How many people died? <laughs> yes, we're closing yeah. down. We're closing down. All right, this is my wheelhouse. Uh, Paul Green, who does Drew feud with moving forward? Braun, Keith, Orton. That's you know what? That's a very good question, Paul Green, for a whole nother day, brother. Because we've got some tournament. Brackets <laughs> that we need to get to, and I know now. Listen, Dave is gonna run the show here. He's gonna he's gonna let us know how he wants to do this, and he told me beforehand that this isn't gonna be a competition. We're discussing things where we're we're, we're gonna have meaningful uh, 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 wrestling discussion. But on that he- note. Despite what he says, I'm going to murder and destroy all of you with my excessive wrestling knowledge, and I'm going to make all of you look like fools on this stream. I don't know how I'm going to do it, because I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, so I don't I, know why you're saying that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I just okay, know well, that I mean, I'm going to dominate. Go ham, that's fine. I'm going to dominate, and I'm going Joke's to Joke's on you, it. I look like a fool regardless. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, I'm going to take like a WWE writer and take credit for it anyway so go ahead <laughs> there you go. All right, good enough so my theory i don't know why you're saying other but my theory behind this what we're gonna do is uh just real quick explain what we're gonna do so it kind of makes sense and then we can just get started so there's a lot of freaking matches on this thing so talking about every match is gonna we'll be here all night so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna run through the matches the first bracket and then the second one and then once we start getting down to lesser matches we'll have deeper conversation on those matches because they're deeper into the tournament they've won their spots already and uh what we're gonna do is i'm i have it all laid out here but i'm gonna start with someone and i'm gonna end with someone the end person is the one that'll end up rotating uh so it'll be two people picking and then a tiebreaker so we'll see how many of these actually end up in tiebreakers because you guys might end up picking up the same match all the way through and then at the end uh we'll have a winner it'd be like a podcast winner not necessarily individual because there'll be tiebreakers between each one so wait does that the winner get a, a Arsini uncensored mind no one gets a, no one's the winner we're all one. winners Dude, the three this people this is a, who are this is a 2020 tournament we all win is you <laughs> <laughs>
Shout out to OSW Review. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start running through this plethora of oh. matches real quick. I get so. what you're doing because some of these matches don't even fucking. I'm going to be honest with you. They don't the rate. Du- the WWE so, picked this list, and some of these matches, I'm going to be honest with you, should not fucking be on. Here. Real quick, the matching on the right side, when I went through this, some of those were actually really tough. There were really yeah. good matches that were next. The left side, it's like, bro, do we even have to go? Do we? Have to? But we will. I felt but the anyway. opposite. Surprised me. Not the a opposite. single Austin match. Yeah. Well, to be fair, even Steve said, uh, "Listen, <laughs> that's the Oscar Sasha Banks thing. Two gentlemen in the ring who couldn't get it together." I thought the wild card division was like the weakest. I was kind of upset about that. I mean, that's why it's the wild. And my wife was like, no, no taker punk at WrestleMania. I was like, they're not going to put punk on this shit. Are you kidding me? No, no, definitely. There's two matches. And that's that's a case of the build being better than the match. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That taker punk. Okay. You know what? Get this shit started. (laughs) Let's let's start working through the bulk of this first. So, all right. right. So. I kept track. I got no. I got letters. I got things here. So I think it's pretty safe to say that it's Taker versus. So I'm gonna read off what the show was, so you know what match it is, because obviously he's had multiple matches with the same people, and then the person they're going up against. So we'll start at the top. King of the Ring '98 versus Mankind versus some uh, Survivor Series '91 Hulk Hogan. So we're gonna start with James. And then I'll go to the next person. So which one do you uh, like pick which one of those two that you think is the better match? Uh, Honestly, I think Undertaker versus Hogan uh, from Survivor Series 91. It's the first title win. Sure, there was uh, interference, which caused that. But my thing about the King of the Ring match is with the exception of the two big spots, it wasn't a very well put together match. Both guys were coming in, especially Undertaker was coming in limited with the broken foot. So there wasn't much that they could do to begin with. They made the most of it, but it was a stunt show. It wasn't necessarily a great really match. Was. It's an iconic moment, but not an iconic match. Damn, that's the same. It's funny because I texted, I texted you about um, if we should change that because i was afraid everyone was gonna pick that one just solely on how iconic it was and you just took the thoughts right out of my head <laughs> i curveball you um joe what do you think which one do you pick taker hogan without a doubt i mean taker hogan okay the gray glove taker uh i think that was when they with a the pass off to um paul bearer was that the yeah. debut of paul bearer as well or something like that no I'll pay that paul later on was with him uh, i don't think so yeah, yeah. Around before that Oh, Very, before that, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so that Gray Gloves Taker is just fucking phenomenal. He was doing shit that at that time was was unbelievable. So, all right, so that's a win for that. But real quick, which one do you choose, AJ? The obvious pick, the King of the Ring, is obviously the more iconic and more impactful fucking match. No one okay. even remembers that Taker and Hogan had a fucking match at fucking Survivor. Oh, I mean, that's, it was amazing. But in I, every fucking package is that goddamn Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a stunt show, but it exactly is what it became. I'll give it, it became, to you. It became it's iconic based on the fucking um, circumstances of the match. That but, is the match that made me even want to fucking do this. There's no way I wasn't picking that fucking ma- uh, Hulk Hogan match. Folks, you will never hear me ever pick a Hulk Hogan match for fucking anything, especially for oh, its wrestling on. content. No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 man. That Hogan match was pretty good. So anyway, I didn't so, say it was a bad match, 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 but you're comparing it, but you're comparing yeah. it 
in my mind, to one of the most iconic matches in the history of the uh, fucking See, but business. it's not an iconic match. It's iconic moments. Two iconic moments. No, exactly. but for me, that, that match. remember anything no, else see, about it. No, but see, you remember it. the moments. I will live and die. I can recite minute by minute that fucking match and what for went down. For sure, but it was a car crash. And <laughs> it really I'm giving was. that to you. That's I all. said that it was, but it's one of the most iconic ones. How many pe- If you ask... 20 fans online right now, They which one are they going to remember the most? The car crash or the kind of good match that he had with Hogan in 91? I mean, Come it on. depends on the age of the person. Yeah, I was going to say, anybody <laughs> my older age. older wrestling people, fans that don't like, remember Hogan. that whole car- No, I would take that bet still because I, th- yeah, I would take it. 30 and up, who's going to? Re- yeah, okay, but let me ask you a question. Right? How many of those people are only going to talk about the two spots and not the rest of the match? Fair. How many spots are they going to talk about with Hogan's match? To be fair, they're going to talk about the sit-up spot. They're going to talk about the sit-up spot he did with They're going to talk about the look on Hulk Hogan's face, the moment that he couldn't do that. They'll they'll talk about the look. I guarantee you they won't remember the chair spot from Flair. I will will put money if Flair doesn't remember the chair spot. The mankind. (laughs) Let's be fair. Flair doesn't remember the name of some of his kids. The mankind match was literally five spots. The the whole match was like five spots. Off the cage, back up, through the cage, All on thumbs Five tracks. spots that everyone remembers. No one remembers <laughs> yeah, a fucking no, thing and, about Hulk Hogan. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that it's a bad match at all. I'm saying in comparison to something like Hogan was the guy, period. Yep. Mick Foley was not the guy. Nope. Beating Hogan then still meant something. Beating Mick Foley didn't mean anything. Exactly. Taker didn't come out of that any better. Yes, he did. Foley did. Are you kidding? No, 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 no. no Taker, Foley definitely Taker Foley came out as a folk hero from that. Yeah. Taker immediately came out of that into the main title feud because while Mankind got respect for taking a beating, Taker came out the killer. But Taker was, was already up here. I can make an argument. Yeah, if you want to talk about someone no, taking see, something out of I something, can, that Hogan match made Taker look like a beast more than that. I, I, Thank I, you. I, yep, I, there it is. There it is. I can make an argument that match with Mankind began the entire ministry deal with him sure. completely arcing into a whole different character. And again, by complete accident, we can't, I cannot, yep. even I can't sit here and tell you that that shit off to sell. <laughs> was, <laughs> Who would plan was, that? Was <laughs> when they planned apparently they planned the first one, but then the second yeah. and the concussion and everything like that. Okay, look, and we, the tooth. we tried to make the situation what it was, <laughs> right? And the tooth and everything like that. But yes, mankind earned eternal respect. But come on, that he came out the killer in that. He was the next challenger. He was a whole. That's, that's when the evolution of Taker, the whole deal started with that. So you, you say he was on top, but at the same time, I mean, he's wrestling the fucking DOA the next week. Like, how on top is this fucking guy? I'm doing the 90. I'm doing a 90. We're getting off of attention on the first fucking match. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I ex- right. No, no. I expected it, though, for this one. I really did expect it for this, this one. This one, so. I think, is going to be one of the more and controversial. And it's good because I Hogan didn't. advances. It's Hogan. good because Hogan. I didn't <laughs> expect this to go the way it did. I really thought Mankind was going to come out on top on this. So that's why I'm not yeah. stopping you guys. I'm letting you go because I ex- I didn't expect this to go this way. All right. So, so go ahead. Fine. Go to the next one. All right. The so the won, next one. The Hogan match got, won. So I can't, I can't fight it. Go ahead. SummerSlam 97, Bret Hart versus Buried Alive Mankind. I think there is an obvious winner here. But, Joe, what do you think? Bret Hart and Undertaker, man. Yeah, I would thought the same thing. What about about you, James? I'm a sucker for the gimmick. I'm going Buried Alive from In Your House. I'm a sucker for the gimmick. This is what I'm looking for. A tiebreaker. All right. What do you got? They had chemistry and it was no more apparent than in this match where the timing and the brutality throughout the entire match was 
completely on point. Now, Taker and and Brett, that match, not taking anything away from that match, oh, but match. it was, it was meaningless to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't as invested in what came out of it as I was with the Buried Alive. Just the imagination and the things that they put in my mind with Buried Alive. What the fuck? He's gonna bury him? Like just that alone, the gimmick got me. See, and that's funny because we were talking about that a few episodes ago, how I think some of these ladder matches or whatever type of matches you want to call them are completely useless. But in that time, the Buried Alive, like, that was nuts. Just the thought of them being in there and having dirt cover them was just insane. So what do you think, AJ? What do you pick? What's the uh, tiebreaker here? Who's going? Um, who's advancing? I, <laughs> they're both great matches. Uh, Dave, you and I grew up on that 97 SummerSlam. We watched that. We must have seen that pay-per-view a thousand fucking times. Mm-hmm. Um, the old, I'm going to have to go buried live. The only reason I'm going. Whatever, Hogan made it. It's, Hogan a, made it's it. a quick explanation, to be honest with you. First of all, everything James said on the money, it was the first. I think that was the first buried live match. Yes. So when you first opened the pay-per-view, with the shot, the camera shot of the dirt and the tombstone, it's all very intriguing. Match-wise, and you know me, I'm a sucker for the story. Sean and the, I mean, excuse me, not Sean. Uh, Bret Hart and the Undertaker was a, actually a better match. What what I give the Buried Alive match a little bit more uh, leeway is the purpose of that match was to get mankind over and it accomplished that. They use Taker and Brett to forward Brett and Sean, and that's yeah. that's where it lost because it's a fantastic match. Taker's coming in the former champ, and really they were just trying to get the Survivor Series with Sean and Brett, so that kind of takes me out. I'm going buried alive. It Damn. was of no consequence. Shawn Michaels took a loogie to the lip for no reason. None. Yeah. No reason. Damn. What is it? Can I just say real quick? What is it with these hearts in the dry mouth? How come whenever they wrestle Owen in 10 with the thing on his lip, Brett with uh, How else are you going to knock somebody's leg out their leg? <laughs> how else are you going to knock out their leg with leg? What? Yeah, how else is he going to knock your leg out with your leg? Oh, Jesus. All right, we're on to the next All one. All right, the next one, which should be a guaranteed win for the entire tournament, but I digress. You got uh, WrestleMania, I don't know. Damn it. Damn Roman uh, numerals. Uh, 14, 14, 14, right? Yes, 14, 14, there you go. 14 versus Kane Kane and Unforgiven 98 versus Kane. Before we go any further, for those of you listening, to tell you how close these matches are, the WrestleMania 14 match and the Unforgiven match, it doesn't have dates on it. The Mania match came first. First. The very next month, the rematch was the Unforgiven match. So it's basically the first match and the second match. They're they're asking us to compare the two. All right, so we're going to start with AJ on this one. All right, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna speed things up. I'm gonna make my pick obvious. I almost went Unforgiven simply for James again the gimmick, right? Very first Inferno match, the ring surrounded by fire. I was intrigued because I just wanted to know how the fuck they were gonna set a person on fire on purpose. But ten month, close to ten month build. I won't fight Kane. I refuse to fight Kane until all of a sudden, fuck it. He tried to um. kill me and set me on fire, <laughs> so I guess I'll fucking fight him. Yeah. Three tombstones, which at a time meant something. Uh, yeah. One tombstone meant something. Three? And, uh, of course, uh, I believe that was the first attack on Pete Rose. So, WrestleMania 14, I'm going to go ahead and, and go that route. Damn. All right. 
So, uh, all right, we'll go with. Here we go. We'll go with Joe. Joe, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna concur with AJ on that one. I mean, okay. I almost forgot about the Pete Rose part. That's fucking stellar memory I told bank. I'm right gonna destroy you with my fucking knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching wrestling with my family. My mom can tell you. My, my, my wife said, "Are you gonna watch these matches?" I was like, "No." I can I've recall them from my DNA. Watch them. They're in if my you head. Put me in a room. With, you... If you put me in a room with Taker, I would. Able, I would have to describe his career to him. That's how much I forget. Call <laughs> no, the, you'll call the right. spots for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. What do you got, James? Oh, shit, yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, the, yeah. The, the, the match has been decided, but well, I agree. What did you pick? It's, okay. it's unanimous. A clean yeah. sweep on that one. Wait, yeah. Joe, uh, Joe, did you vote for 14? Enough. Huh? Did Joe vote for WrestleMania 14? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. I thought that That's was what going the other way. I agreed with okay, you. Yeah. <clears throat> I really like the the Unforgiven match. I, I actually like, favored that one a little bit. But when you talk about the buildup that I didn't think about when I originally did this, you're right. That match had a lot more impact. So soap uh, in your house, Bad Blood '97, Shawn Michaels, you dirty motherfuckers. If you go ahead, finish. No, I I will Survivor Series '90. I, I will end this no, motherfucker. No, this this right here I thought was a weird matchup, but whatever. Uh, we'll start with AJ again. Oh, we're going to start with me again. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is going to take zero seconds. You ready? Bad Blood, 97, <laughs> first ever Hell in a Cell, 45-minute classic. And if any of you, you fucks, we're on Zoom, right? Is, yeah. there, a, <laughs> is there a fucking... I'll put you in the waiting room. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> go ahead, make. I know this is a quick one. Go ahead, go. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I mean that was a clinic. You gotta go with the classic, and they just kept putting on great matches. Uh, two Texans tightening it out. Barely it ever touched, but every time it was magic. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, James. What what is your quick and concise? It, <laughs> it was it was a masterpiece and foreshadowing of what was to come. The only thing I'll say about Undertaker versus Yokozuna is the fact that they played into his psychological fear. Mm -hmm. uh, Yokozuna's fear that was a really they great touch. They did. I want to make sure that we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good point because although it does feel like the Shawn Michaels match was far beyond better. There is something to say about the Yokozuna uh, match. It was fun to watch. Again, we go back to the gimmick thing. They actually made that casket feel scary. Double wide. It was, it was awesome. No, it, that was a good match. I, I saw the name and I'm like, ugh. And then I watched it again. <clears throat> I'm like, all right, this was actually really good. But that's still a just so, match. Just, I just realized something. I <clears throat> forgot about the seating. This whole thing started literally... With you fuckers arguing over a fucking eighth seed. I just realized this. You're like, oh, that match was so impactful. It was a fucking. It was like. Yeah, the but match that you I root wait, for you was number one. You started this saying that it was bullshit to begin with. <laughs> I, hold on, hold on. I didn't say bullshit. I said I'm not the one that came up with it because some of these matches in general shouldn't have been on this list. There's a few matches they left out for personal I don't think reasons. it's in order of popularity. I don't, I don't how, think I don't, I don't think know they see the Yokozuna this. match over Hulk Hogan. Yeah, right. But so. this is why I'm bringing it up because just now we were like, oh, this is an easy one. But this is the two and seven seed. The one at AC, we're like, well, hold on, motherfucker. Like, yeah, was, but Undertaker Mankind is not near what Bad Blood was to no. me. You know, as a match. Mm, no, as a match. No, as imagine an easier comparison since they're both cells. So, all right, go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll move down to the 2010s. We got WrestleMania 26. Oh, God. Oh, 
Sean Michaels. This was this was poor poor placement up against Bray Wyatt. Poor placement for Bray Wyatt. Versus Bray Wyatt. Let's move on. Bray Wyatt's doing the job again. Here's the. He's doing if, the if job. If would have won that match, I think it would have been more epic. If no, they, if they actually like built it, yeah, at all, <laughs> right, right. To it be honest, case with you, of even on if, paper, yeah, even if he had won, it wouldn't have meant shit because exactly. they really no, didn't. but he would have won to beat the streak. That would have elevated Bray. Well, they didn't have a streak. This was the match that followed this the ending. One of the one after thirty was the streak. Matter at all? And I yeah. think that's why they didn't really build it because they knew that. Bray was gonna t- was gonna lay down for this one, and they didn't want to make a big deal out of it, so Bray could yeah. recover. But in but which people pe- don't like to talk about the fact that sometimes right. they slow, they purposely do that to not hurt anybody. Well, in you know what? Memory. We didn't talk about it during the course of the Survivor Series, but this is a wonderful moment to make everyone aware that if the Undertaker physically will be at Survivor Series, this match could play a role in this. Because if you're not expecting the Fiend to show up at some point. This would be an excellent reason for him to do so. Yep. So that's what I'm predicting because because I don't I'm pass not, that torch. I know that we're talking about Taker at Survivor Series. I don't know if he's gonna. Yeah, be that, there. No, he said he was supposed to be his last appearance. Okay. Yeah, well, he's gonna. How yeah. great would it be something. if he got choked out? <clears throat> his last I'm gonna come out and just great. skeet 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 on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we've seen the 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 subtle psychology of we've seen the Undertaker succumb to the mandible claw before throughout his career. Yeah. So it's like a, a nice oh. little nod to the connection little... to mankind, to history oh, through the Undertaker. So. Ah, all right, Dave, go, go out on your back, right? <laughs> all right, SummerSlam 15, Brock Lesnar versus it, it against Extreme Rules tag team. I, don't, I didn't think this was really fair. Roman Reigns and Taker versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. But uh, so we'll go with Joe. What do you think about this one? Oh, Taker Lesnar. I mean, that's not even. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, what about you, AJ? Thought. I went with the tag match. Oh, okay. 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 Now, here's the deal. Right. Here's the deal. Hear me out. Now, I have. Very... I think you're bugging for that, but okay. I, have... I agree. Listen to, me now. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. <laughs> I have a very unique perspective because I was in the building for that SummerSlam. You did babysit for that as well. Uh, <laughs> I was I'm in the building. I was in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Any th- wrestling event that I've attended post 2015, he was probably the one in my house watching my son. But that was <laughs> um, that was the first wrestling event I went to as a parent. It was that one. And we went, and we were excited, and we saw that match. And that match could not have been shittier in person. <laughs> we were like, this is one of the wor-. and I, I to the point it was where, horrible. We were it was to the point where me and my wife were literally looking at each other as the match unfolded and said, we should probably just leave. Because this is horrible. They were looking for the exit this sign. Is ridiculous. There were people in the seats next to us, like, contemplating, like, what the fuck? Now, on the flip side, I know people are asleep on this one because it was a random pay-per-view, Extreme Rules. But this Taker match, uh, when he was teaming with Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, this was the one after the Goldberg fiasco. Yeah. So uh, his motivation level was fucking 9,000. So he went out there. If you watched that match, and I don't know, Dave, if you got a chance to see it um, uh, as we built up to this show, but uh, he was a man on a motherfucking mission. Also, he was it was a tag match. So if you want to put a picture up to the word protected, his picture <laughs> yeah. next to Roman Reigns was that. That was the longest night of Roman Reigns' life. 
<laughs> Bump and feed for days, but he looked like a maniac. That match was so good on the documentary Last Ride. That was the match that made him go, okay, I can still do this. God damn it. Because he felt yeah. fucking great. He was like, oh, yeah. that's I'm not taking all the bumps. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he fi- hey, he figured out real fast. If I don't fall down, I last longer. Hey, so man. this is good. So that's yeah, I, I win tag match. I will never vote for that match because that match disappointed me and, and it made me feel bad for the old all guy. All right. I'm excited. Another tiebreaker. Let's see. All right, James, what do you got? I hate to agree with him, but I'm agreeing with AJ here. He's Ooh-hoo. absolutely right. For tag all the reasons team. that he laid out, Plus the fact that Drew McIntyre made The Undertaker look like a million dollars. Plus, Shane McMahon is a ragdoll. He didn't have to do much. Roman got the the Undertaker rub. Not that he needed it, but at that time, it was kind of nice, nice to have nice somebody to have. there. It's always yeah, it nice, nice to have. And yeah. Undertaker, and the thing that diminishes the Undertaker-Brock match for me, while I watched it on TV, and I think it was a little bit better than what AJ's saying. Obviously, it's different being in the room. Right. Compared to some of the matches that they've had before and some of the tension that they've had before, it didn't capitalize on any of that. It just seemed like two guys plotting horrible footwork. Just everything was off. I think it was better than what he's saying. It wasn't like a zero or a leave for the exit. But I do think that if I could watch something i would watch the golden girls oh any golden girls episode over that match. i have to apologize now i just thought of something now i know why i thought that taker lesnar was so terrible because the night before i was at nxt takeover and that was the nxt takeover with sasha bailey Ooh, and that might have been what tainted me yeah it colored (laughs) your perspective riding high that was the jushin liger uh takeover that I was in, I was in the building for, so maybe that's why. Well, nah, nah, nah. just a smidge. I stand <laughs> by my pick, so go ahead. All right. So this pick. next one is a no-brainer for myself. Oh, that's a no-brainer However, for me. However, <laughs> however, Mania twenty-eight. Yes, that's the end uh, of an era. Tw- uh, Mania twenty-eight Triple H versus Royal Rumble two thousand ten Rey Mysterio. Let's uh, start with James. I'm gonna go with Undertaker Triple H. Okay. I just think that while the end of an era gimmick, he said it like it was profound. Like he was really like we really <laughs> thought, like we really thought you were gonna go. You know what? That Mysterio match was a barn burner. It was a banger you of a match. That shit in the uh, trash. It's it's theater. Flush. It's theater of the mind for the people out there. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> He's not just talking to you, man. Uh, word, I, I word. I know. The, yeah. The yeah, story that was built, which started with Sean in WrestleMania 25 and culminated at the end of that which is a four-year span, um, was fantastic. And I think the match, the matches that those two told together was even better. The comeback from getting basically his ass handed him the first time mm. and kind of doing the same thing to Triple H, the ebb and flow. It's almost like you watched him, like it, it, was, it felt like a Rocky movie throughout the match. Right. He just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. You thought he was going to go down again, and then, bam, he hit that comeback, and there we go. We were off to the races. So I, I think it's a no-brainer, but I just wanted to make it seem a little bit more dramatic. <laughs> no, I'm, listen, I'm buying. We're, You're selling it. I'm buying. We're trying to sell some it. tickets here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> trying to sell some T-shirts, too. <laughs> You're to up, that, AJ. What do you think? Trying to put that back in the shot. Yeah, it's obviously Triple H. I, I don't even yeah. fucking remember the Mysterio match, and I refuse to go back to watch it. <laughs> I refuse. Because uh, I, it was I, a, mask I, I, a lot like my brother, I'm not huge on Mysterio versus the big guy. Overly big guy. 
Because obviously everyone's the big guy next to Rey Mysterio. But I mean, the seven-foot giants and the big shows and the takers and the canes. I was never a big fan of those matches because I knew, and, and it sounds ridiculous to say now, because every match today is involves cooperation. But uh, <clears throat> back then it was uh, kind of a weird concept to see little guys be able to survive matches It's like not that. cooperation with Mysterio. It's one guy doing the entire match by himself. Now, let me just say, I don't hate Rey Mysterio. If he's going against a high flyer, someone slightly bigger than him or his size, I think he's one of the best to do it. But I don't know where this happened, and I'm glad it did for him because it was a good look. But this big guy versus little guy thing, it's just terrible to watch. David versus Goliath. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I so, Joe, what do you think? It. I still don't buy oh, into that story, David. And without a doubt. Without a doubt. I yeah. thought so. So, let's move on. Rey Mysterio uh, is just amazing. WrestleMania 27, Triple H. Yeah, it's the year uh, before versus the one we just talked about. Yeah. 32, WrestleMania Shane McMahon. Oh, I love this, Matt. This was a good one for yeah, me. Yeah, that was man. epic. All right. So, all right. So, meter, gentlemen. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm James, almost done with my here? milliliter. I think I'm probably going to get a lot of hate on the internet for this one. No, you're not. Uh, I'm feeling it. Go for it. Commit. I actually enjoyed Commit. Undertaker versus Shane McMahon. Yes, let's go. It was just, <laughs> there was something yes. about the. There's something hateable about Shane McMahon. Yes, there that is. It just makes me want to. I would Love put it. up fucking Steve Blackman versus Shane McMahon as one of my favorite matches, a guilty <laughs> pleasure. It's just, I love watching him get his ass beat. Dude. And I think that while the fall from the side of the cell is a little bit passe, they've kind of gone to that well a, f- a few too many hundred times. Especially that guy. I think, yeah, I, I think because it was taker it softened the blow of having to see that again and right. i think it was the first time in a while well post brock where i felt like taker was a menace again where i felt like he was physically imposing because the bray thing was kind of he was just kind of there going through the motions in that match but i feel like that this shane shane mcmahon one he felt like the undertaker again because it's coming off remember the extreme rules one that you were talking about Shane McMahon reminds me of a guy who watches wrestling, see Jeff Hardy, and just says, I want to be a wrestler. The only (laughs) difference is is that his dad owns it, so he got his opportunity to do it, and he fucking killed it. Fucking love Shane McMahon. AJ, what do you think? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. There was no way I was picking that Shane McMahon match. I knew it. I knew it. I'm going, not that I thought the Shane McMahon match, I actually believe that Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon match was better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. When they first put it together, I was like, oh, come on, that's a throwaway match for Taker. That's just ridiculous. But they went out there and did some pretty ridiculous shit, so I'm pretty happy about that. What threw, what throws me off for that match is the one spot that everyone remembers, and it's the one that takes me off of it because the airbag, and yeah, I give him credit for the distance, but you knew when the match was booked it's yeah. like, all right, you're going to be with the Undertaker. Okay, cool. Inside Hell of a Cell. I'm like, well, he's going to kill himself. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we didn't nope. know, this is why I give the Triple H match the edge. The Triple H match was following two back-to-back classics from Shawn Michaels. And Triple H has a bit of a hard-on about not being able to follow Shawn in anything. So he went out there and gave a thousand percent of everything that he fucking had. And this was before the sell. So I can't even 
blame the cell for this, but it was still a notice qualification match because he knew he wasn't going to be able to go out there and go hold for hold for taker like Sean did. Uh, and it was just a classic battle. So I'm going with Triple H. It was right. brutal. It was so we brutal. have another tiebreaker. Oh, <laughs> Triple H, man. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was great. I, don't, I'm, I, I feel the way you answered that so fast is a little bit of disrespect to Shane, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Some respect on it. Every, every, he can wipe yeah. his tears with his money, all right? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. Let's move to the other side of the bracket, which I thought was a much better bracket than the left side. So uh, we got Mania 25, Shawn Michaels versus Brock Lesnar, No Mercy 02. Are we even like... Is that, I think we're all agreed on this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's, what do you got, James? Uh, it's Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, yeah, Mania 25. While, while this is the best Undertaker-Brock Lesnar match, in my opinion... Uh, on pay-per-view and if this was in another spot it might do better with me it's going up against arguably my favorite match of all time so i I, for me i think it's a no-brainer taker Shawn michaels wrestlemania 25 is anybody gonna argue against that what do you got joe what are your thoughts oh Oh, aj look i see that look no don't read into anything all right i have a poker face (laughs) got any any thoughts joe uh no you can't uh you can't deny a true classic this is the this era's uh ricky steamboat versus uh rick flair you know this is uh he was gonna say ricky steamboat and Shawn michaels again that's okay that's fine yeah no 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 <laughs> the second coming this had a great pace and had a great finish so i can't deny how good this one was and Oh, All right, AJ, you look like you got something on your mind. No, no, no. I, I'm not going to go against the grain here. I will explain one thing, though. Just trying to fit in. Earlier, when we mentioned Taker Lesnar uh, at SummerSlam, and I said that I was there and it was garbage, uh, when I first did these brackets, I started from the left side. So when I got to that one, I went, oh, of all the Le- Lesnar-Taker matches, this is yeah. the one that's on the fucking list. That's bullshit. Then I got to the right side and I saw that match and I went, "Oh, that's fantastic!" But then I saw who it was against. Yep. And I said, "Well, that's shitty." <laughs> because if you would have put that Lesnar match, that exact Lesnar match, on the opposite side of the plat- brackets, that would have survived pretty heavy. That was one of the most physical Hell in a Cell matches in the history of Hell in a Cell matches, and they never left the cell. They didn't go to any of the cheap routes, sir. They didn't break anything down. They just went in there and beat the fucking shit out of each other. And we use the term, okay, this match was supposed to make this guy. That match really helped make Brock Lesnar. And it's a fantastic match. However, it's going against, in my opinion, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Yeah. Uh, in the history of 36 going on 37 WrestleManias, there's never been a match like it since. There'll never. I don't know if there ever will be. It's going to be a hard, hard, especially the way wrestling has evolved over time and there's i don't know if we're ever going to get a match like that and to be fair this match that we were saying earlier about some of the mania matches not having the right build this build was not very long if you think about it they didn't really promote this match for very long all they really stood on is here's a legend here's a legend they've only fought twice yeah. <laughs> and, and both of them are wrestlemania legends tw- yeah, yeah two 
two decades of being in the same locker room. They've only competed against each other twice. One of them was a good match. The other one was a five-star fucking classic. Yeah. And by the way, that five-star classic happened ten years ago from yeah. when that WrestleMania match took place. So the closest we got was the Rumble match, which we're going to bring up and talk about later in this bracket. That was the sneak peek, and then they gave us the real deal at uh, WrestleMania 25. This, and I've argued this before, I will never, what, what I felt that night watching that match live, I've never felt again. I've never felt it again, ever in my life. <laughs> 20, 25 minutes of goosebumps. Shawn Michaels told the story in the car, driving away from that building, he looked at his wife and said, I should really end it on this. <laughs> this, this, this was the one, because for years, publicly, magazines, interviews, his motto in life was, I, I haven't had my best match yet. I'm going to keep going out there, and I'm going to keep doing this until I have my best match. When he walked away from the Houston Astrodome in WrestleMania 25, he went, oh, I think that was it. I think that was the one. That's Time for me close. to hit that old dusty trail. That's as yeah. close to perfect as you can get in a professional wrestling match in front of that many people, in front of that audience on the biggest stage. That's it. So, yeah, it's an obvious pick. Damn. All right. That feels good. That feels good. So, all right, next we got Randy Orton at Mania 21. Or Kurt Angle at No Way Out 06. So you want to start? So with we're gonna. One. So we're gonna. We're gonna go to Joe on this. We're gonna start oh, off with Joe. What you got? Fortunate soul. Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go tough. with. Tough. This Taker. was a tough one. I think this is one of the tougher ones. I'm gonna go with the Undertaker on this one. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Solid <laughs> pick. Safe yeah. pick. Solid. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a good. I'm pick. invincible. Um, <laughs> I would say that the the Taker. Angle had um, a couple of neat spots, and it was something I always wanted uh, to see done properly. Because I think I think one of them, I think uh, Angle had come back from injury or something like that, and we kind of didn't get it where we wanted to in O two. Yeah, because I think they were they were doing the jokerly angle rather than the more serious. I'm a wrestler. I'm a badass. I won with a broken freaking neck. Yeah, this was wrestling machine angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the mouthpiece. Yeah. All right, James, Kirk what do you angle. got? What do you got, James? Uh, I'm honestly going to pick WrestleMania 21, and this is probably thus far the closest one. Close. Because while Undertaker and Kurt Angle had incredible chemistry, I think outside of Shawn Michaels, he has had no better chemistry in the ring than with Randy Orton. Randy Orton looked effortless in that entire match, and it was the first time, in my opinion, where he looked like he belonged in there with anyone at any time. The build was fantastic. It was not only fun. It was hokey but fun and still kind of serious. It made Randy Orton, for me, more so no it did more so than the foley match with him hmm. for me this pick it, it's 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 the toughest one but i'm, go, I'm going mania 21 <laughs> it's funny too because i almost backtracked <laughs> this is the one this is one of the what is it called uh untold or whatever it is. i forget what the series is called but this was untold, one of yes. them and yeah. i remember watching it and what it did for orton personally and then what it did for him in the ring, it's really cool to see that 
Taker said he saw something in him, even though it was seemed to be very young in his wrestling career at the moment, at the time. And then, um, but he saw so much potential him to the point when they got to that match, he had worked with him already and kind of like started to steer him the right, right way. And this match was like the results to all that buildup, which then turned Randy Orton into the guy that he is today. And he even says that himself. So that's why I picked that match personally. I thought, I thought the Kurt Angle match was really good, but when it came to value and what it did for the other person, to me, that Randy Orton match was just... And to your, to your point, not even just about in-ring and with the career. While Randy Orton is still kind of a dick, at yeah. this point, he was a kid, and right. nobody liked him. He was just at all. And Taker kind of set him straight. He set mm-hmm. him straight, put him on the right path. So that's why I think this is a better match and a more important match. We don't get years of Randy Orton without this. All right, AJ, we got another tiebreaker, and this is making me really excited that we're getting as many tiebreakers as we are. So <laughs> let them have it. What it do you got? It's more compelling television. No, uh, uh, I won't hold people in suspense. 21. Uh, and that's only because Ooh, and that's only because uh, I uh, what made it for me was the outcome. That's what made it for me. Uh, Taker and Angle had a fantastic match in 2006. Uh, but where was Kurt Angle in 2007? He was in TNA. Uh, Kurt Ang- uh, Taker put over Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Uh, he didn't lose to him, but he put him over big time. And we got one of the most consistent performers for the next 16 years. So that's an easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy one for me. That's, that's <laughs> WrestleMania 21 right there. All right, cool. So we're going to move down. We got uh, WrestleMania uh, 24. I, I, this, this particular bracket, this match, stupid. This was stupid. Why? Why did they yeah, put this shit together? Matching these two up together was dumb. I think they were trying to keep consistency because directly across from it is Kane Kane. Right, but no, but <laughs> th- th- this is not. This is. Not, I'm not saying it's stupid because it's Edge Edge. What I'm saying is stupid is the WrestleMania match, and I don't mean to cut you off from, from your introduction of it, but the WrestleMania match was basically the start of the feud. And then the SummerSlam match we're comparing it to was basically the it's end of the feud. the end of the feud, yeah. Right. So you're, so comparing, like, you're comparing fresh and new to right. You're comparing the match an explosion. Right. You're comparing the matches that started the program, and to the match that ended the program. And the two, it, that's an impossible comparison. It's hard. One is supposed to be worse than the other one. <laughs> that's that's the, the, the 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 outcome match is supposed to always be better than the initial match. I know one's WrestleMania and one's SummerSlam, but. Look ahead. I digress. Well, with that being said, we got uh, 24 Edge versus 2008 SummerSlam Edge as well. Uh, we're gonna go with. We're gonna start out with AJ since he pretty much got all his shit off. It'll be nice and quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I did get it all off, and uh, I'm going SummerSlam. Obviously, Hell in a Cell. I mean, this was the blow off. It was a fantastic program, pretty much similar to the one that Randy Orton. And uh, Taker shared. As a matter of fact, Paul Green in the comments uh, pretty much said uh, he wasn't a fan of the Randy Orton match. He always thought Edge and Taker had better chemistry. And I don't know if I agree or disagree. I have to think about it. But if I'm going to pick one match where Edge and Taker just were on the same page, it was SummerSlam. What do you What do you got, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to go with AJ on this one. All right. That SummerSlam collaboration is really enticing just to see the bookend of the story uh, come together and close the chapter on those two. So that was a very sweet and well put together story that ended really well. So I'm definitely going to go with that one. What you got, James? 
Yeah, th- I'm in agreement because not only did this feud, you know, to AJ's point, I love culminations of stories. I think that, you know, the physicality and that, but they basically kept that blue brand on top. Yep. That was a period of time where no one was really watching, you know, Raw for wrestling. You know what I mean? No one, everyone was talking about what was happening on the blue brand. And for them to end at SummerSlam, which normally is, you, you would say the third pay-per-view, right? You would say the third best yeah. pay-per-view or the most important, the third major. It felt like a WrestleMania because they started the feud at WrestleMania. So it added something to it. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah, just uh, just from my point of view, from my point of view there, just to piggyback on AJ's point, you can feel it. For someone that obviously doesn't remember the buildup on both ends of those matches when I watched them today, because I've seen a lot of these matches, but I had to refresh my memory on them. So re-watching those matches, you could tell where one started and you could definitely tell where one ended. So that probably being the only reason why. Now, if I if these matches were separated, they probably would have met each other again. There was a, probably a better chance, but those together, it's it seemed like a cut and dry. Anyway, so we're going to move on to the next one. Mania 23, Batista versus... Batista. X7? Which is the I'm assuming they mean... 17, 17, 17. 17? That's yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's when like they a... got fancy with it. <laughs> oh, okay. There Let's remove go. the they, Roman numerals because people don't get it. Everyone knows X is 10. Let's give them the number and yeah, letters. They did it. <laughs> they just that's the part that kills me. They did it twice because it was also yeah. X8. Yeah. So Mania 27, Triple H. Uh, we're going to go with all, Joe on this one. What do you all, three, all three Triple H matches made this list. Okay, buddy. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I, I wonder. <laughs> I'm gonna go with cri- Batista. You I mean, have one criteria: get me on there on all my masters. I don't care what you throw in there. The you know, I face Taker on Raw too, just so you guys are aware. But okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Batista because uh, I was the, it was a match that I really wanted because I thought Batista was such a, a a good performer. He's an older gentleman coming into the business, and I thought he had. A very fluidity about him that shout I out, enjoyed. Shout watching. out to the old guys. Yeah, you know, my hair is getting grayer and grayer by the moment. <laughs> the WWE's DDP, Batista. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ, what you got? Yeah, where's Undertaker DDP? Yeah. yeah Wait, where's Undertaker Superfly Jimmy Snuka? What the fuck? Oh, Jesus. The Jake Roberts <laughs> match wasn't on here while we're at it. Um, yeah, I'm going El Gigante. I'm going Batista. I'm not going to vote for all three of Triple H's matches. That would be retarded. Um, not for the simple fact that I'm saying I'm sitting here going, well, I can't vote for a third Triple H match. I just I legitimately uh, here's where I give Taker Batista all the credit in the world. And I don't know how many people know this in real life. I know the three of you know because you guys know the business. But um, I remember the argument that happened that night. <laughs> that was that's the one that sticks out to me. This is why I give this one more credit. Uh, Triple H and Taker at WrestleMania 17 was kind of a throwaway match for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were two main event guys that were figured into the top spot leading up to that pay-per-view and then wound up not in a top spot, so they just kind of got paired together. Uh, but uh, Batista and Taker, that was the plan. They wanted those two together, and uh, Batista, we were talking earlier about alpha males. Batista was like, okay, well, we should be the main event. It's Taker, it's the streak versus the title. This is an obvious main event. 
and they gave it to Cena Michaels, which not only uh, we hear a lot about Batista being pissed off about it, but Taker wasn't happy about it either. Uh, that was kind of a dual upset situation. So Taker and Batista pretty much looked at each other and said, so we're going to fuck it up, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to fuck it up. And they went out there and they fucked it up. And I give this match the credit because Batista would then go to the back, look Shawn Michaels and John Cena right in the face and say, follow that shit. And then fucking leave. And they did. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That is true. Uh, I can only imagine that when Batista did that, Sean had that stupid look on his face, like when he lost his smile. Remember that little DX smirk? Oh, you want me to follow that? (laughs) Hold my beer, motherfucker. Watch this shit. And... Now we find out in hindsight, not only did Sean and Cena go out there and kill it at Mania, but what was it, the next night or two weeks after On that? Raw, uh, yeah. 56 minutes just for shit. Oh, you thought that was a fluke, motherfucker? Watch this shit. That's that's the match that uh, brought Jericho back from his first break <laughs> from wrestling. So, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and give the Batista one the nod. All right, James, what are your thoughts? Agreed, 100%. That Undertaker-Triple H match was a throwaway. Blowout. On an already already stacked card, it was lost in the sauce. I could make an argument 17 is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Yeah, but uh, Batista and Undertaker made that world heavyweight title mean something. It mm. felt that feud felt like that title meant something. It made and it, it was so great. Good. You thought, wow, this is that Ric Flair belt, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is that Dusty Rhodes, Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. You gotta uh, put uh, your stopper in. The Batista match is also getting a lot of love in the comments. The Batista what happened? Match, uh, the Batista match also getting a lot of love in the comments. Uh, moving on, we got Jeff Hardy on Raw. And then you have Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Oh, I remember both of them. Hold the fuck up. AJ, we're on you, so go ahead. Good, because I got something to get off my chest, okay? This was the bracket. This was the section, wild card, that I thought was the absolute weakest. And whenever I had this bracket in front of people, this Jeff Hardy match got a ton of fucking love, okay? Mm-hmm. This, If this match is on any other fucking bracket, it doesn't make it out of the first round. This was a good match. This was a good match. And I know, Steve, this is one of your favorite Jeff Hardy matches of all time. But, I mean, in comparison to some of these Goliaths that are in this tournament, it's going to go far in this bracket because this bracket was absolute basura it is garbage <laughs> i was like this this there's so many mixed moss taker versus taker how the fuck is taker versus taker what a mirror matches with the debut is, of the purple how many gloves matches were on here <laughs> the debut was, i've got purple gloves now cm punk at 29 not on the list but taker versus taker this is I mean, this this I refuse to comment on this match. No, I I, I just, Superfly Jimmy Snooker not on no, the list. I'm gonna go Jeff Hardy just because Taker versus Taker. No, <laughs> the mirror I match. Like, I feel like Soldier Boy right now. Taker versus Taker. I'm gonna get up right now and say what? <laughs> what are you gonna create your own bootleg game system? And I that's could. What I was saying it's like I would know. rather create my own bootleg system, bring it into my house, light some candles. Oil myself and fuck it before I watch Taker versus Taker. <laughs> yeah. I will never do that again in my life. What do you got, Joe? Oh, man. You, you can't go wrong with the Jeff Hardy match. Even though the mirror match was very enticing because it was like, wait a minute, this is a fake Undertaker? Because that's that's when he fucked up his face. Was it, and was I really like that mask. And that's what Sub-Zero? started the whole founder thing with when I had the mask thing going on because I really oh. liked that whole gimmick with the 
the broken that, uh, orbital shield. orbital yeah. bow mask. Yeah, yeah, that that uh, Morpheus mask I, I used to call it. Christ, if anybody remembers that show on Fox Five that li- lived very shortly. So AJ kind of spoke for you a little bit, but go ahead, James. Let's, yeah, uh, what I didn't do you I didn't buy that fake Undertaker <laughs> shit. You weren't so nothing. As you a kid, I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" James, James, <laughs> James Branch just said in the comments, "Brian Lee's best run in WWE was being someone else." <laughs> False. I can make a better argument that Chains was more important to the industry than him being <laughs> the other fucking Undertaker. That's how. Shit yeah, because that's was. when they decided to add Z's instead of S's. And I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because I will add many. There were many Z's going on in my house when that match happened taker versus taker yeah undertaker jeff hardy easily this is one of my favorite not only jeff hardy matches but one of my favorite undertaker matches and for me in any bracket this would have gone far i think this Um, is his first and only ladder match his first and only ladder match. no yes his first and only ladder match no he had he had a t i'm sorry he had a tlc match with edge sorry so he did this TLC, that's different. There's tables and chairs. It's not a ladder match. Sorry, whatever. Sure. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. Hey, how about you let how you let, how about you let my guy finish his thought before you jump in with your all right facts. moderator. <laughs> all right, moderator. You don't cut this guy's mic. How do we cut this guy's mic? Oh, you can't mute me, motherfucker. I'm the host. Of <laughs> Go ahead. Just everything about it was a feel good moment because while like everyone thought. Jeff was on that precipice of being a single star already. Everyone could totally tell that while Matt was a great worker, Jeff had the charisma and the connection with the audience. And this match just kind of cemented that even further. And then that that look at the end, that look by Taker shaking his head like, you crazy son of a bitch. Even I'll though you stand. I'm still standing. You didn't break. I think he hit I'll puberty during that fucking he speech. Did. But... It was great. I love that match. It was fantastic, and it would go far in any bracket for me. Yep. And then he proceeded to go on coke binge. Moving on here, we got Vengeance O two, Undertaker versus The Rock versus Kurt Angle versus Backlash O seven Batista. Uh, We're gonna go with Joe. What do you think? Batista again, man. I just love the chemistry that these two had. I can't pass it up. It it just it makes me salivate to see the the level of. (laughs) expertise <laughs> these two behemoths going at it Matisse is undertaker makes his mouth wet <laughs> he is moist <laughs> like mac and cheese <laughs> all right aj what you got uh you're gonna love this is i'm going kurt angle in this one i uh, the matchup was perfect okay. for this one. The I matchup, do love that. I, 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 I didn't think – I'm not saying the Batista matchup backlash was bad. I just don't think it was as good as the Mania one. And I think mm-hmm. this was a better matchup from the previous Kurt Angle matchup. Uh, Taker, Kurt Angle have had some classics. I know the No Way Out. I actually think the No Way Out one was better than this one, but that matchup was just no good. This In this bracket here, it's a stronger match than going Kurt Angle. Okay. You're going to have to refresh my memory on this one. This was the one when they tried doing the – pair up a young guy with an old guy and this was based around the bike correct i believe so yeah, there was yeah. A, this, that's the match. this was also for the undisputed undisputed champion. title you're up james let him know yeah i gotta go with the kurt angle match because okay he was just thing. clarifying his facts before he should have yeah i just want to make sure i was talking about the right match it's good there was something about that build like kurt angle still at that point hadn't found himself as a 
serious wrestler. He was still doing a lot of the comedy stuff. But coming out of this is when you kind of saw him find it and hit the switch. There's a point in that match where, you know, they talk about malicious intent in matches. When you're a heel, you want to, to, to display malicious intent. This was the first time that I really saw him display a willingness and a want to hurt someone in a match so that's why i put this match over very strong against the batista undertaker match because like aj said it's not as good as the wrestlemania one i did like the cyber monday gimmick that they had that was going with that fuck yeah what is that for sales or something (laughs) (laughs) cyber monday that's good shit it's working for amazon it's gonna work for the wwe fuck that is that when you get catfished by someone (laughs) i'm surprised none of the oh did Taker ever have a match at Taboo Tuesday? No, right? Because that was a raw thing. He ain't working that. He's like, we're doing a pay-per-view. We're shit. doing a pay-per-view on Tuesday. You're doing a what? He's now? like, he's, he's like, it's bad, it's bad enough you got me on this tribute for the troop shit. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Last four here before we circle back. All right, we got we got versus Edge, one night stand, 08, versus six pack, Hell in a Cell match, Armageddon, two thousand. So we're gonna go. We're gonna start with AJ. Go ahead. Six pack hell in the cell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, we're in a situation where Taker and Edge chemistry was there, but this was the match that was in between the Mania mm-hmm. and the SummerSlam. They were kind of keeping the, the story going right there. If, if I'm not mistaken, the one night stand match is the TLC match that we just mentioned a second ago. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just kind of keeping it going. They were telling a story with that. The six-pack Hell in the Cell is both the greatest and the worst Hell in the Cell match of all time. At the same time, yeah. At the same time, it, it, it managed to hit all angles of being both good and really shitty at the same time. They learned with this match, too many people in that cell is a problem. It's horrific to film and record and get everything together on pay-per-view. But, I mean... I, my wife was going through this list, and she was like, she never saw the six-pack. She was like, what the hell is a six-pack? Well, babe, if I could just name some names for you, it's it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's The Rock, it's The Undertaker, it's Triple H, it's Kurt Angle, and it's fucking R- R- Rikishi. But it, it, listen, it was bad man Rikishi. It was, I hit Steve, I, yeah. it was I just hit Steve Austin with a car. Bad women, Rikishi, bad cars, so. bad hoods, bad dudes. And, and she goes, Make all right, so rule. was this match really that great? I was like, well, it has some good moments. They got outside the cell. Rikishi got choke slammed off the cell and managed to only be the second most hurt person to come out of this goddamn match. Because <laughs> I think Triple H broke and crushed everything in his body in this fucking match. Uh, so, yeah, this was, uh, if we're going to take, this is an, a, a very similar situation, similar situation as far as carrying stories over. They were just bridging from Survivor Series to the Rumble. This was just a big match for them in the middle. Same thing with the one-night stand deal. But entertainment value, the six-pack uh, Hell in a Cell probably had more bang for your buck. All right, James, you're up. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's even just because of the fact of the star power involved in it. These guys could work their fucking asses off, and they had a great time. You could tell they were having fun in that match. Kurt Angle looked great. I remember at this point, the American badass thing wasn't oh it wasn't over. People weren't completely bought into it. They were yeah, still like, yet. I don't know about this. He so, was still the dead man. To yeah, when he came out, when I saw that match again and I saw him come out with that music, it felt very create a character. It felt super <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> 
Is that Brian Lee again? <laughs> we can't shake that Brian guy. All right, AJ's still awake. It can't be. So, all right. Uh, AJ Styles Mania 36 versus Royal Rumble match 07. There's no way AJ please is wanna go with. Please start with We're going to go with James. On this, I'm going to start off with James. What do you think? I am going to go with Undertaker AJ Styles because unlike some people, <laughs> I enjoy a cinematic match when done correctly. And I thought that this had just the right amount of pomp and circumstance for me. It was the right guy. Uh, the shit talking throughout it made me feel like it was a fight more so than a match. So I don't, you know, honestly, I don't really think that this should be on the list because it's not a match. Um, so I would disqualify it, period. But if I had to choose between the two, which one is my preference, I prefer this one. AJ Styles, Undertaker, Bonia. Gotcha. All right. All right. AJ so, looking at me with this. AJ, <laughs> AJ, what do you think? I will give Stephen James credit for admitting that this wasn't a match. It's not a match. Yeah, I'll give him that. And I actually agree with what he was saying. If you're going to count. Uh, the COVID era and cinematic matches, if you're going to start from, I guess, March, when we really got deep, deep into the closures from March yes. to now, uh, in my opinion, grading the cinematic matches, this is the best one. And this was one of the first ones that we that WWE did. I mean, we had the fur fly. That was oh, garbage yes. uh, that that came after that uh, came after that. Uh, but that was like really the first one they tried. And then they've done some stuff. since. But that was the best one of the cinematic matches. Having said that, <laughs> never, ever, ever on this fucking show will you ever hear AJ Orsini say that a cinematic match was better than anything. So I'm going with the Royal Rumble match, and I refuse okay. to explain further why. So go ahead, Pambo. Uh, I'm going to go with the Royal Rumble match because he go. finally won the fucking Royal Rumble proper. That actually was a pretty big moment, right? And he was entrance 13. Like He, he had that unlucky number and won the whole thing. I thought that was a really cool nod because, you know, the mystique and the the whole darkness that surrounds The Undertaker, I thought that was a nice little pull. And he eliminated Shawn Michaels, which, you know... Was Actually, Taker little... was 30 in that match. What's that? He was 30 in that match. He was 30 or was he 13? No, he was the last entrant. He was the last yeah. dude in. And it was, was down to like... him and Shawn, and Shawn was, like was like a yeah. mid-20s guy himself, yeah. Mm. The only reason why it's like I don't think taker ever needed to win the rumble that was my issue with why i wouldn't pick that match either i think he's kind of above that it's a nice nod to, to give it to him lifetime achievement award ted do exactly well to be fair i think it's on this list not so much because of the fact that he won but that ending it was great ending with him and sean is one of still yeah. one to this day one of the best royal rumble finishes of all time and again foreshadowing again yeah leading to the yeah all right so we're gonna have to speed round this, All right, uh, so stuff. the rest of this should go a little bit faster because we've already discussed our thoughts on each match. Yes. So yep. at this point, we're just who, what's better than the other one? Lightning so round. Gonna, so we're going to uh, circle back over to the beginning here. We got we got Hogan ninety one. Yep, Hogan ninety one versus Mankind Buried Alive. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with James. What do you think? Mankind Buried Alive. Okay, and then Joe. Hogan. Oh, we got a tiebreaker. I love that Hogan match, man. That was that was still 
the best uh, arrival series that I can remember with The Undertaker. So I'm definitely going to go with that Hogan. All right, AJ, what do you got? Who's who's going forward? Buried Alive, because I'm petty. Ooh. Go ahead. Okay. Buried <laughs> Alive <laughs> is. No, I, I, I genuinely it do it was the best, think it was the best Petty LaBelle. Petty LaBelle. I, I genuinely right. do think it was the better match, but go ahead. Uh, Mania 14, Kane versus Shawn Michaels, Bad Blood 97. Uh, we're going to go with AJ. What do you think? Bad Blood 97. Okay. Bad Blood 97. What do you think, Joe? Bad Blood 97. Okay. And then James, what do you think just for? Bad Blood 97. There we go. We're moving, <laughs> we're moving forward here. All right. Yeah. So we got, we got Shawn Michaels 26. and uh, 26 versus uh roman reigns the tag team match roman reigns it's and, 26 Come on. Uh, at extreme rules 19. uh aj what do you think i know i took my cap go ahead 26. <laughs> 26 all right good enough what about you joe 26 all the way all right 26 and then you james 26. all right so we're going to move on with that one so we got triple h at 28 versus triple h at 27. so, <laughs> so we'll go with you just here so many times I vote for triple h <laughs> <laughs> what do you think joe uh i'm gonna go with uh 27 triple h 27 uh aj uh 28. Mm. 28. tiebreaker all right tiebreaker james what do you got tough because while I think 27 was the superior match, I think 28 was the better story. Oh, so I'm right. going with 28. That's I'm all right. I'm just cool. saying that's why cool. I all right, we're going back across. Going back across here, we got what you guys all have pretty much deemed the greatest match of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. One of. <laughs> really a Shawn formality Michaels, at this point. Like 25 versus Randy Orton, 21. Uh, we're gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go with you, James. What do you think? Are you even asking? Twenty-five. Yeah, we're all gonna agree on this. You're gonna say twenty-five. Are we? Are we? Are we all gonna say twenty-five here? Yeah. All right. So we're moving on. I see a trend about to start here. (laughs) All right. So we got. uh, Here we go. We got Edge, two thousand eight, versus Batista, uh, Mania twenty-three. Man. Uh, What do you got, AJ? You started with me because I exclaimed so loudly. I got to keep my shit to myself. Okay, here we go. Nope, I'm just doing a rotation here. SummerSlam. There was a method to what I'm you doing. You know what? <laughs> I'm going Batista. Going to go Batista. Yay, Batista. <laughs> what about you, James? Yeah, Mania 23 all yeah. the way. Damn. All right, well, what are your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, man. I I. I... I third the yay Batista didn't there tip his cap. Yay Batista <laughs> didn't, didn't Jeff tip. Hardy Jeff Hardy on Raw versus Kurt Angle The Rock Vengeance O2. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, James. What do you think? Undertaker Jeff Hardy and arguably the greatest Raw match of all time. AJ. That triple threat match was dope, though. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, but I, I, but I love wait. that Jeff Hardy match. I mean, for all the reasons that you said, I mean, it made him look at it's 2020 and he's still a star. But The Rock and The Undertaker's chemistry was bowling shoe ugly. It really was. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'll, I'll go Taker Hardy. Yeah, it, it, it yes. was, it was a better match. Yeah. All it right, was, Joe, what do you think? Oh, really yeah. Good. 
All right, good enough. So we're There's something wrong with you, boy. <laughs> we're going to keep moving. Six-pack, Hell in a Cell versus the Royal Rumble match. Uh, what do you got, AJ? The multi-man bracket. Uh, this is... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with the Royal Rumble match. That finish is more important to me than the 2000 uh, Hell in a Cell. All right, James, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rumble match. Damn, there we go. And Joe, what are your thoughts? Rumble it is, baby. Take All right. Oh, my God. Joe leaned back, and I could see his whole We're going to go back. We're going to go back across here. We're going to look at uh, – we're going to do Mankind Buried Alive. Hogan? Is Shawn Michaels bad – wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Buried Alive and Bad Blood. You're right? confusing me. There's a lot going on. <laughs> no, it's Buried, buried Alive versus Bad Blood. Versus Bad Blood '97, and I and I don't want to speak because I can't choose. Uh, so we're gonna go with James. This first. is where it gets hard, boys. This is a lot tougher. This yeah. is where it gets hard. Oh, we're starting yeah. to get into meat and potatoes. Starting here. to get into it now. Okay, Ugh. go ahead, James. Uh, You're on the spot. You're on the clock. And they're and they're two completely different matches. Gimmick, but One different. Is You're very right. Gimmick. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I'm gonna. I gotta go with Bad Blood. I okay. Go with the slight gotta edge go to Bad, bad blood. blood. All right, AJ, you're up. Ah, <sighs> uh, bad blood. I mean, that what a story that that man yeah, told. Story. Forty-five minutes that that in a cage that told a story. Got to give it to him. Joe, what are your thoughts? Didn't like the Barry Alive match so much, so I'm gonna go with bad blood. There you go. So next we got Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, twenty-six. Uh, <laughs> oh no, twenty-six. Uh, versus Triple H, twenty-eight. Uh, we're gonna go with AJ. What do you think? All right. I'm going to go 28. Okay. Only for the fact of that 27 match. Uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. What were the options again? It's it's Shawn Michaels, 26. 26, 26 Triple H, 28. 28. Gotcha, right. Okay, yeah, 28. Okay. Uh, I thought the 25 match was better than 26. The 26 match was great. It was a good match, retirement match. That Triple H match, that end of an era – a little bit more than the retirement match. Uh, and I think Sean did himself in because he was a part of that 28 match and gave a lot of the emotion in that match as well. So 28. James, what do you think? It's like choosing between your favorite kids. You know. You oh, yeah. Uh, it's, um... See, you're the fuck up for having more than one. My choice is easy. I only got the, one... <laughs> Look, man, I only got a, the fucking I'm... one guy in the room over there. I'm good. I'm a two-time confirmed sex haver. Two-time. Two back to back. Yeah, I, I only had to, yeah, Bubba was the virgin over here. 20. <laughs> I'm going to say 28 because I think that unlike 26, 28 encapsulates 25, 26, 27, and 28 as a story as a whole. Um, while the retirement match was important, I think – he did a better job with Flair's retirement, which might be my favorite Sean match of all time. Because okay. um, Flair actually retired after that? No, he didn't. He went to fucking TNA. <laughs> and bled oh, right. everywhere. <laughs> about and that. bled everywhere. Yeah. And um, yelled at yeah, Jay Lethal for some reason. What do you think, Joe? 28. All right. Good. Oh. So now we're going to go back across with so Sean. I think hard. you guys remember the matches at this point. So Sean Michaels. Uh, I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels 25. versus Batista. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. We just killed like an hour. We could have just ended this whole thing by saying, <laughs> this is 25. It's just 25. 25 is going to be that one, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we all went right. through the description of matches for you, the fans. We all kind of knew. <laughs> we already know what we, we wanted. know where this is headed. Yeah. All right, Jeff Hardy versus the Royal Rumble match. You Jeff mo- Hardy. You motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy? Yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy for me. I'll be yeah. the apple. I'm going to go Royal Rumble. I, I don't think that one oh, see, better than that classic. Film. Joe, you jumped the gun. That was the tiebreaker I was waiting for. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. Son of a bitch. That's fine. All right. It's all he good. It's trying all to good. Build it would have broken that way anyway. He always his pick. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no. It, it would have worked out just up. fine. He wanted the suspense <laughs> of it. That's all he wanted. All right. Good enough. So, we got Jeff Hardy going across. All right. Here we go. Fuck We're Jeff getting Hardy there. We're almost there. Hogan. He's not there. <laughs> All right, you got uh Shawn Michaels bad blood versus 28 Triple H. This is the final four, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad blood versus Triple H. Got it. Okay. Who are you yep. going with first? Oh, sorry about that. We're gonna go with James. Bad blood. I, I it's just it is it's funny because you're comparing two cell matches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the blueprint of what a great cell match is. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. What do yeah. you got, Joe? Bad blood. Okay. All right. Any? What's your thoughts, AJ? Uh, bad blood. All bad right. Blood good enough. So we're gonna go back across the board. Time. Do I even have to ask at this no, point? You really nope. Because <laughs> if it's you a, fuckers pick Jeff Hardy look, over this match, here, I'm shutting the. Hold on. He's down. about to make a point. Let the man the speak. Here's the thing. All the gap between all the rest of the matches was like this. The gap between these two matches is like this. Okay. No, respectable. (laughs) Respectable. And all right, here we go. Shawn Michaels versus Shawn Michaels. James, what do you think? This is the finals, right? The Hell in a Cell match, and this is it. For all the marbles. 25 or bad blood. I vote Shawn Michaels as the winner. Well, I'm gonna go I, with. I, I could. I could, <laughs> I could absolutely make a case for bad for bad blood because it definitely was more. It's like two generations for me, in terms of impactful. Shawn Michaels is my favorite professional wrestler of all time. Period. Oh, wow. Bar none. So these were two different eras and performances, two different benchmarks of like where I was like, yeah, my fandom, what I see in him, the stories that he tells with the Undertaker are bar none the best. This is professional wrestling. This is when people talk about Harley Race and when they talk about Ric Flair. This is what I feel when the old timers talk about those matches before I went back and experienced those for myself. So I can make a case for Bad Blood because that match was one of the first ones where I really began to see it, see violence as an art form. I'm not a death match guy. And this was the closest to a death match that I had seen up to that point. So the violence and physicality, but it's 25. Yeah, to your point, you can definitely, when you watch these two matches side by side, which I pretty much did, you can see the youth and then you can see it age. And boy, does it get better with age. It's 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 great in youth, but it gets better with age too. It's like mild cheddar and sharp cheddar. They're both cheese, but sharp cheddar is the best. All day long. I'm going to go with that Vermont cheddar. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you, you fancy bitch. All right, Joe. What do you cases of COVID? That's some cheddar. That's good. What do you think, Joe? What do you think? Oh, uh, Shawn Michaels, without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Which which one? Solid pick. Solid pick. Yeah, Yeah. solid pick. Yeah, twenty-five. Man, you can't go wrong. I like the the fluidity of that match. The the non gimmicky aspect. Just the straight up. 
two legends, two ultimate uh, fan favorites. I absolutely was rooting for Taker. I'm, I always was upset as a youth, as youth. The, uh, that, <laughs> a youth. What's a youth? <laughs> What's a youth? I was always upset Is that as a youth watching Vader of get tall. People are <laughs> watching Van Vader get destroyed and decimated by Shawn Michaels, and I always thought that was weird. I was like, "Wait a minute, this fucking Vader, man! How are you going to just have Shawn Michaels run through him?" So best. I always thought this was like the revenge thing because I knew. Listen to Cornette's uh, uh, watch along with that match, and he'll explain in great detail how that fucker got away with that. But I he's a heel, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I absolutely love that Taker match because it was like, yeah, good, get him. And it, he got got. So that was by far the greatest wrestling match of our generation, I would say, actually. Um, you know, I, I going again to that Ricky Steamboat Ric Flair or Ricky Steamboat uh, Macho Man where they just had put on such an epic display of wrestling uh, clinic. It was just by far bar nuns, tits up, the best thing going. All it. right, good enough. So let's bring us let's bring us home, AJ. What do you got? I feel like this is Jerry Springer's final thoughts. Okay, so <laughs> and take care of yourself and each other. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna open up my comments by by bringing up a very important childhood memory about Bad Blood, uh, as that build up for uh, from SummerSlam down to Bad Blood, right? With the whole Sean and Taker and missed the chair shot, and then the Ground Zero deal uh, with the dive, and all. we got to Hell in a Cell. As a kid, this was 97, so I'm 14 or whatever. I had never seen a cell before. I now know as an adult this was not a new concept. Many Mid-South territories had used this concept before, the cage with the roof on it, blah, blah, blah. But as a kid who had only seen WWE because he was raised in New York and Connecticut, this was the cell structure was completely foreign to me. Uh, so when I saw the roof, and I'm thinking in my head, okay, Taker's a monster who just eats up everybody he gets into. Sean's a great athlete, but he's... He's got it on the small side. I'm like, how the fuck is this going to work? And I'll never forget to this day, this is one of the reasons I uh, wanted to be a commentator as a kid. I wanted to be a commentator as an adult. I'll never forget Jim Ross's line. They close the door of the cell, and Taker does the whole bam entrance, and Sean, Sean sold everything that night, including the fucking entrance. He sold all fucking night. But the the line that Jim Ross said at the beginning of this matchup, uh, Sean becomes the aggressor very early on. And Sh- and Jim Ross, uh, when, when, when King was talking about the cell, Jim Ross says, Sean is going to have to get on that bike and ride. That's it. Just <laughs> run. Just move and stick and get the fuck out of the way. And... And we were talking earlier about when we when we were shitting all over the Mysterio match, one of the things that we brought up was we're not – I think all as a whole we're very skeptical and very picky about little man, big man matches. But somehow these two, even though it is a small man, big man match, it really doesn't fit into that category. There's something about these two No, I don't think ring. it is that at all. There's something about these two guys being in the ring that just makes it – Magical. Magic. They're, they're yeah. yin and yang. There's something about their styles that complement each other so well. And 97's Bad Blood, to me, was the greatest form of that. For many years, because they didn't touch each other for another 10 years after that. That, to me, was the epitome. So for me, when I was doing this bracket, I was like, well, I'm, I'm glad they're on opposite sides, because I'm like, yeah. that would be a hard choice. But I pretty much had these two. And this, if you look, if I could share my picture, and I think I'm, think, I'm thinking about putting mines on my, my, uh, my Facebook for people to see. This was my finals. 
we picked different matches on how we got here, but this was my finals. It's sitting here right yeah. in front of me. And I got to go WrestleMania 25 because, like Dave just said, it gets better with age. As good as they were in 97, uh, in WrestleMania 25, and this is not hyperbole. I know people have commented in the chat about this. This is the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I know that the stage helps. It's WrestleMania. It's the big stage. It's the lights are never on brighter than this. These are two Texans in the ring in the center of the Houston Astrodome. So the crowd's hot for it. They got the, the, the man descending from the light and the other man coming from the darkness all within the entrance. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Everything about this was picture perfect, and they went in there and lost their fucking minds. They turned it off, and they just did. And this is yeah. just how it happened. And I've heard stories about the two of them talking about how this match was put together, and they take great pride in the fact that it wasn't put together. We went. We did not know how this was going to go. We have habits that we know of each other, and that's it. We went out there. and We had a professional wrestling match, and to this day, if you're if you're going to provide a, any school in the country, if you're going to teach a master's class on psychology, don't worry about the promos, the build up. I mean, in ring psychology, this is the first match that you show. So, WrestleMania not only is this match, WrestleMania 25, is not only my pick for the finals, it's my pick in life. This is, <laughs> this is the one. Like, I remember when this match was over live. I think Paul Green might still be in the comments listening. When this, Paul Green was in my house when we watched it. Uh, and I, there was a couple of people that were in my home. I had a WrestleMania party. And I looked at everyone in that room and said, we just saw the best wrestling match of all time. And... I completely forgot that Randy Orton and Triple H was next. but Because <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah, that's the second Nothing time mattered. Triple H, I mean, Rock Hogan and then this. Like, Triple yeah. H, I'm last, nigga, that. but no one's looking at me, so fuck it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm last on the card again, but fuck it. But, yeah, that was the anniversary show for WrestleMania, and you couldn't have a better a better last hour than they had for that fucking pay-per-view, so it was dope. That's that, my pick. that just proves no matter how good you are in the ring, if you're not over doesn't matter yeah mm -hmm. and you know what that th their build-up like we said before there wasn't really much of a build-up the whole story behind this matchup was these are two guys who've only touched twice in 20 years that's it they were kept on apart from each other on purpose i think a part of that too is because i i can speak for myself and and maybe you guys i was so satisfied by bad blood is I didn't need to see that match anymore. I wasn't ever. Yeah, really I felt the casket match that followed was too much. It they didn't need much. to do that. It was thrown together, and it cost us Shawn Michaels because he ended up getting hurt. Yeah, so which, by was... the way, him coming back ultimately is the greatest second half of a career in the history of the. Well, now we're world. finding out in later times <laughs> that it's not as majestic as we all thought. I don't True. know if you've heard those stories about I'm say, the, I'm, I'm the saying back of the quality. insurance companies and all that stuff. So match yeah. quality. I'm all of a sudden, about match quality. all of a sudden in 2001, his contract's coming up, but he's like, you know what? I'm feeling kind of limber now. I've been, I've been doing the yoga in the, in the Pilates. So I'm he's doing I'm, that DDP yoga. Do, well, this was before. Yeah. yeah. Imagine DDP was working with him at the time. It was all ruse. It's like, oh, it was me, Austin. He was the like, higher power. From 99 yeah. to from 99 to 2000, Sean's like, I don't know, my back. Yeah. Well, your contract's <laughs> up in 2001. Well, you know what? I've been doing the exercise thing, but Bob, I've been on the... I like money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I think I could do, like, maybe, like, one. We get like one I think up. I could be back by, yeah. say, SummerSlam. <laughs> he, he fought, he fought Sean, my, um, he being Taker, he fought Sean the least 
and yet he got more out of Sean than any other opponent I think he's ever had in his And vice career. versa, I think. I think no one has gotten as much out of Taker as Sean has as far as uh, he there wasn't a single time in either one of those matches or any of their matches I should say where I felt like Taker was slow or less of an athlete than Sean. Sean made him look like he was in lockstep with him. Yeah, he just they elevated each other to a point where it was just, I, I don't know, man, the perfect two opponents. Well, you know, we could have got a lot of mileage out of him and Bret Hart if he would have got his head out of his ass. It's true, very true. Anywho, so thank you guys for listening to not only our SummerSlam, dis- uh, SummerSlam, <laughs> our Summer, we're live, baby, we're live, baby. Was this we're a Survivor <laughs> Series? Uh, our Survivor Series discussion as far as the pay-per-view this Sunday, I don't know if we helped at all in getting you interested in it, but we did discuss it. At the very least, we we tried to go a glass half full. Maybe the surprises, I don't fucking know. I think the best part of that pay-per-view will be whatever they do with Taker, and that's saying something. So that's the pay-per-view this Sunday. We talked about it. We didn't get too in-depth on previous Survivor Series, but you guys are. We went in-depth on a whole bunch of other fucking pay-per-views tonight, so... Uh, we went in depth here on the Taker bracket. Thank you guys for contributing to that. I know that was a tough thing to sit down and actually have to do with the week that we've all had at home uh, doing what we're doing. But we took the time to have a little fun with it, so that's cool. So thank you guys so much. Joe, Pino, to be seen.com, Stephen James of Hive Mind Radio, twitch.tv backslash HMRADIO, and, of course, to see Dave on YouTube. Wait for him to get his content together. He has an intro video of those. You guys should check it out. But uh, he, you guys can hear Dave every week because he's stuck with my ass every fucking week yeah, on this nah, fucking nah, show. Nah. He's now He has to now deal with the responsibility of film, of recording every week. So now he's like, okay, every Thursday, every Friday, every Thursday, every Friday. Every <laughs> he's getting into the routine of it. So uh, we read a little long today, but that's all right. We have fun with it. I'm going to be doing some editing. Anyway, I'm actually strongly considering putting this whole Undertaker part on YouTube just for people to check out. I know a lot of people – we're interested in hearing it tonight, but they didn't get a chance to come on. I'm actually getting text messages from people like, fuck, I missed it. Well, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna put the Undertaker part on YouTube sometime this week so you guys can check it out. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for enjoying. Thank you guys for – I mixed it up again. I got to change this ending. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for downloading. And, of course, the most important one, thank you for enjoying. I need a much better fucking sign-off. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Like shit. I like Ron Burgundy's. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> oh, man. I would like every year Marissa Tomei. There it is. Yes. <laughs> 100 episodes now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.